Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Merry Mater Marvel Society. I am host, Devin. And you're, you're probably thinking, I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute, you're not a Mater. How is this Super Mater Brothers? How is this the Merry Mater Society? Well, it's okay, because we have a Mater here as well. Isn't that right? Yeah. I'm here to represent all, for the Mater clan, and... And Davin is a member of my house, of course, on my mother's side and his mother's side as well. Um, you know, we are uh, of House Horn and the, of, of course, descended from the noble House of Savoy and many other great noble clans, if you didn't know already. So we're here to talk. That doesn't really matter about what we're here to talk about anyway. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad to be here tonight, Davin, and excited to talk about Marvel with you. Yeah. It's our year-end special. We're going to celebrate the year that was Marvel. And with us also, Jamil Robinson. How are you, Jamil? I'm you all excited? right. I'm, I'm excited. I've finally got my audio at least to an acceptable level. True, true. So, uh, um, did that intro get you guys pumped or what? That was sounding great. That was some great work there, Davin. Well, yes, I will I, agree. That, me and Murphy do wonderful things together. Uh, so, yeah, um, we're going to go through the year. There's, uh, I think, nine entries from the MCU this year. We'll go through them all, and I have lots of surprises, twists and turns along the way. Uh, and we're going to start off with twists and turns right away. Um, so, the first one up, we have Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Moon Knight, Moon Knight which Jamil, Jamil and I had previously, I think at some point discussed, and we had rated this already, you and I, Jamil, and we can revise our ratings, but I do, coming into this podcast, have, pre, uh, on this particular thing, we had discussed it, Davin, I don't have a rating for you so far, so, but oh, this was... Moon Knight. Okay, Moon Knight. well, pop it up then, we'll, let's start that off. Okay, uh, a couple out. of these uh, Jamil and I had previously discussed. Uh, I am bringing this in. Um, so I gave it an eight and a half at the time, Moon Knight, uh -huh, and Jamil uh -huh. gave it an eight. Uh, yeah, we, I, I, you know, I will uh, I will see your eight and a half. You'll go to eight and a half? Right. And then Doctor Strange so, in the Multiverse of Madness, we'd also previously rated as well. And well, we, we, we can don't come have back to, to that. We're discussing. We we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll All come right. back to that. Take that down. Focus on one thing at a time, which is the Moon Knight. Yes, Moon Knight. So here's the fun part. So normally on these types of shows that we do, we go through a pretty meticulous breakdown, but we have a lot to do tonight. Yeah, yes. we have several series and movies to do. So what we're going to do, so instead of breaking down the episode, we're going to break the fourth wall. Well, more more specifically, Dave, you are. This is breaking the fourth with Dave. So Dave, yes. off the top of your head, okay. Uh, what was the story of Moon Knight? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> the story of Moon Knight was about oh, a man. Spoilers ahead. Of course. Yeah, spoilers, uh, but they're going to be rough. These are going to be rough spoilers. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. The story of Moon Knight was about a man who was very sad about his very mean mom, who uh, was <laughs> ended up getting possessed by a very weird ghost thing. 
uh, alien Conchu. spirit Conchu thing. Yeah, and let's uh, call him Conchu. And uh, it was um, it was also a lot of Ethan Hawke. Um, it was, and him being this character who I'm always gonna remember. I guess is all I could say about him. It's the he sandals, was, isn't it? The sandals, and the, it's very memorable. This Ethan Hawke uh, in this Moon Knight, and I gotta say that, uh, and Oscar Isaac. Like I think that the, these two in the show are incredibly weird, and it's very gratifying up until the end, which I think kind of just turns into this weird Marvel um, sort of grand thing of people fighting in the sky, you know, um, that doesn't really totally work at the end, but mostly that series is very, very good. And I, I really commend it and um, enjoyed it a lot. Hey, this was the first time I really enjoyed Oscar Isaacs. I've never really been a huge fan, but I think he does a whole all kinds of cool stuff. Jamil has something to Wait, say. Wait, what? What? The first oh. time you've ever enjoyed Oscar Isaac? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first, I mean, he's always been fine, I guess, but he really stood out to me for the first time. Ex Machina. Yeah, he didn't. He was just kind. Of, anyone could have just played that boring, monotone character he played in that. In Ex Machina, so, the dance moves yeah. and everything. Well, I mean, he's a fine dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to take that away from him, that's for sure. I, I've, um, I've been a big fan of his um, uh, from Ex Machina, from A Dangerous Year. Um, he previously did as well. Um, to uh, <laughs> the, the sprinkles, the elements of, of Star Wars, the, the sequel trilogy that he appeared in. So um, having him in playing such a character as Moon Knight, I was extremely excited. Uh, so um, it was really good. Um, the costumes were really cool. Yeah, uh, it was well both both versions um, on him, Mister Knight there, <laughs> Mister Knight. Like this show was so enjoyable, and the way the perspective they gave you on it uh, from the two characters' point of view, and how those characters ended up merging. And then there's a third by the end, you know, that's introduced, which is also very interesting. It sets up a possible sequel to this series. I think that like Moon Knight is kind of a hit, although I think it has a few issues uh, as well coming into Scarlet Scarab there. season. Just great. So, Jamil, did Dave nail that uh, synopsis <laughs> so or what? <laughs> roughly, <laughs> roughly. Like, I would like to know the characters' names. How, well, uh, maybe I can fill in a couple of gaps. Names, places, actor. things. Whatever. So, but we okay. first meet him as Stephen Nouns. Grant. Yeah, Stephen Grant. Um, and then there's the Mark last Spectre one. Was, yeah, Jake and the last Lockwood. one's Jake. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 And is so, all like, this is Jake. And he's my Honshu, who I'm a big fan of, played by um, uh, F. Murray Abraham from oh, Star yeah. Trek Insurrection fame. Oh, of course. So, uh, where's that one? I need a big, whole... No! The avatar of Khonshu. Um, Ethan Hawke used to be the avatar of Khonshu. Yep. And he doesn't like the way Khonshu does things. He wants to take, make preemptive strikes against the guilty, basically, which is the way Amit, the crocodile uh, goddess, does things. So he's now the avatar of her. So, you know, yada, yada, yada. They they banish Kanchu, they free him again. There's a big fight between Amit 
in Kanchu, which was awesome. Um, it was good, but need, I feel like it's uh, Mark Spector's weakness... wife, uh, Scarlet Scarab. Do you like that part where she gets the powers at the end there? Like, uh, sure. Because she I mean, was supposed to be the next, the, the next Avatar, but like uh, Oscar Isaac didn't, or one version of him at least didn't want her to have that burden. I suppose. Yeah, didn't she become the Avatar of Tawaret at least for a little while? Yeah, the hippo goddess. The hippo goddess, who was really fun. Like, and I loved when like yeah, yeah. Uh, the hippo goddess comes out. And uh, it's the two Oscar Isaacs, and they're like, ah, right? Like, that's, like, one of the best moments because you have no idea what's going on. And just being on that journey, watching week to week, that show was so much fun. Like, I think in a way that if you knew some spoilers about it, I think it kind of takes that part away. And I think that's what was kind of unique about that uh, first season. I, I think that we we have to get to a point when it comes to Marvel content that we have to look at it at two facets. One, um, where it fits in the whole, because this is a continuing saga with different, you know, pieces that uh, might not necessarily connect when we played on the table, but eventually the pieces kind of form together to make this grand narrative. But then at the same time, you also have this individual piece of content. If we pushed all the other puzzle pieces aside and just made that section, it's a pretty entertaining and intriguing like content that we're watching here. And if there was no MCU to that existed, I would still want to see more Moon Knight. It isn't dependent on everything else that's happening. Don't care about Captain America. Don't care about Spider-Man. I care about Moon Knight and the characters within that series. So it is a successful series. Yes, but like when it comes time, like, hey, it's an Avengers movie. Do you mind if Moon Knight is part of the gang? <coughs> um, he's not going to be an Avenger. He's going to be on the Midnight Suns. He could be an Avenger. He's currently. In, I mean, he has been in the comics. In the comics, he's currently. They keep on saying that he's going to join the Avengers. Right? Again. So, again, Davin. Again. Again. <coughs> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they'll probably use them on the Midnight Suns, but we'll see. I mean, it's not going to matter by the end when they get to do the end of this multiverse saga and their secret wars of the Kang War, whatever they use to reset it. Probably secret wars. Um, do, do you even care about that? Team. When it comes to me, Moon oh, Knight. I do. No, when it oh, when it comes to Moon Knight. to Moon Knight. No, with Moon Knight, I liked how it was kind of isolated. I will agree with you there. Um, I, I don't ever but want I like to how see... it does set up the mystical side and it does tie into other things in a theme that I'm going to talk about later when we, it comes up a few more times tonight um, I... there's a there's a theme they're building I think towards for phase what what six, I mean I is I don't care to see Moon Knight fight Kang I don't no 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 right? I don't um, either so Yes, I'm excited about different elements. And I think that's a great thing about the MCU. It isn't just, well, it's a slow march towards Thanos that we were so used to before. Now there's different aspects at play that we can care about at the same time. Right? It's, a, I think, a more lived-in universe that we're dealing with here. It isn't just, well, you know, the, the slow-moving uh, train that's coming towards us, we got to... We got to worry about that. Like, there's different angles and different aspects, right? I I think that's interesting. 
I like to build out the mystic side of things other than just Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. And like I say, uh, the Midnight Suns, I think they're building that with Blade and they'll bring in another Ghost Rider and probably Black Knight and these types of characters. Nice. We'll see, but uh, I think another it's kind of... And, you know, Man-Thing and, we and just, Werewolf by Night, who we'll see later. But uh, Can't we just get the, the Ghost Rider we have? You want Nick Cage back? No, not that no, one. I'm no, talking, I'm talking about Robbie. Oh, Robbie, yeah. Robbie, he's fine. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ghost Rider, though. Do we consider this canon? Canon. Everything, everything is canon, technically. Well, this is dubious. In uh, the multiverse saga, they're all part of the multiverse, right? So yeah, I heard there was some, some there was a, thread. Agents um, of S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't necessarily canon, I heard. Yeah. 616 canon? Movie 616 canon, Davin. Movie Just want to make sure they still call it the six one six, which is yeah. interesting. If we it's if really we're tracking such things, which I'm not necessarily going to say we are. Well, I I believe in the theory that six one six is only the designation of what the main narrative focus is of whatever uh, device they're using. So if it's comic book, six one six is the comic book main universe. Six one six MCU is the movie, uh, you know, visual you know narrative uh the main focus where everything happens it springs from it david i have a topic i would like to bring up because yes. if, if yeah. i might if i may digress just for a moment digress. Uh, uh you know like isn't this something if we're talking about comic books and the fact that this is a comic book adaptation of the marvel universe and the marvel comic books right <laughs> But in the comics, of course, you know, like, wasn't that something that they've always had to wrestle with from the writing point? Like, we're Marvel or we're DC. And we, I'm writing... Technically, DC exists in the Marvel multiverse. Right. But, like, I, you know, from a writing perspective, I'm writing about this universe. And so we have to kind of collaborate and we have our storylines sometimes have to cross over uh, in different ways. And so... That's why we've always had brand editors. So they have like the grand editor, the editor in chief that oversees all of that. But then they also have brand editors. So they have like they're working on you're talking about continuity sake, right? How to keep it all tight. Well, if you're yeah, you're all writing about one particular universe where your character who you're writing about over here in this book can sometimes cross over with this other character that you don't really care about and you're not really thinking about it from a creative standpoint. But you they live in the same world and they're going to sometimes encounter the same issues and sometimes there's these bigger storylines that kind of transcend them right like that you know you might you might want to just i'm gonna write this little storyline about this guy who's a a street fighter down in new york city well guess what sometimes half the universe is gonna get snapped out of existence and like it's gonna be a crazy time Uh, there's gonna be all these other uh issues aliens invading that's why brand-wide storylines are very co- a very controversial topic with comic fans because they do interrupt good runs. Like you'll be like five issues into your weird Ant-Man series that you're reading, and it's just awesome and quirky and weird, and all of a sudden he's forced into fight, you know, the the an Asgardian war or something for three yeah. issues, and then he can go back to his hijinks. So that is a controversial, and it does interrupt runs. Like even at, like a trade, you'll collect things things in trades, and one of the trades is just the weird crossover that like kind of just interrupts the story unless you read the rest, and then you have to go get other trades. So you know they are a controversial topic for sure. But I like them too. Like there's been some great 
brand-wide storylines and like smaller ones too like i like to keep it a little tighter than everything like i say they have the brand editors as well so like usually somebody edits all of the x-men and somebody edits all of the spider-man someone edits all of the avengers there's like a few different wings and uh so you know you're working on continuity on a few different levels did i ramble did i answer your question at all Uh, yes but i have more you know okay (laughs) continue continue um just sorry uh jamil did you have something to say too okay so regarding that same topic um i think another thing that was introduced this phase that we explicitly saw come to a head um and i think it was jarring for some uh, fans who are watching was the lens in which these stories being presented so uh just because a character has been previously presented in a certain way doesn't mean that is the exact same way that the, the that same character is going to be presented when the focus and the point of view is going to be another character you um, mean like scarlet witch what they did with scarlet witch in, in, in i wasn't Doctor actually strange? even talking about scarlet well, witch. I, I was that's where my mind's going and you're starting but, uh, well, that's fine we'll talk that. about that when we get there yeah we'll i might be a little triggered right now i'm gonna like uh, just it's getting worked up we're still on moon Knight. <laughs> we're still on moon Knight. and but I, I think moon Knight presents a world that is a lot more gritty than what uh people are used to and even then there was a lot of conversations that it wasn't enough but there's there's a lot of adult content and concepts that are at play not and enough what action there's tons people of action in this there is i agree but people were complaining about it regardless because it's, what... it's a slower pace than a lot of the marvel things and i think i like that about it it, it, it was well, taking time to build another that's part of the that's world, the, the good thing about marvel is that like the different superhero styles require yeah. a different uh style of presenting that like spectacle Whereas like comic books were kind of limited. They have to present it in like drawn panels at the end of the day. Like here's this panel, blah, blah, blah. This is, it's a storyboard basically on how they're telling you the story in live action. They can have more uh, liberties with like slow motion or different uh, special effects that they can kind of do to give you a different perspective of be careful when you talk about slow motion. That is also triggering. Oh, these, well. but just the, like I think, like with like, with superheroes, it's about imagination and this incredible abilities. These things that you could never imagine to do, whether it be the X Men or it be Spider Man or Superman or whoever. You know, it's all about like, wow, I imagine you could do this and you're gonna fight crime and you're gonna triumph and it's a kind of like this real primordial sort of like heroic thing that I think humans have. I think that well, Marvel is more Marvel in particular. Level. Yeah, Marvel in particular, they're more about the downsides of those powers, where, like, there's nothing bad about being Superman, really. <laughs> Same with Batman. Yeah. But, like, there's always yeah. the downside of the, the coin that they show. There's always, that. like, this sort of, this, yeah, like, because I think there's maybe this, like, sort of, like, uh, ambition and power in sort of, like, this cautionary tale that they're always trying to lace in. Uh into the, the morality of it. Well, uh, we should move on past uh, Moon Knight here since sure. we've already rated it. But before we do, what's next? What next? We hear about what if all the time with Marvel, but what next with Moon Knight? 
predictions. I hope that, I want a season two. I want to see. I, I would like to see this continue. The show. I would want season two before Moon Knight starts interacting with any of the other characters because I still feel there's there's more of a journey that needs to be presented. Um, like I don't want him like, oh look, he's hanging out with Wong and Shang Chi in the next like team up movie. It just it kind of like Mark and 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 Steven are in a different place than where they were at the beginning of the series or in the middle of the series. And I think it would be a disservice to not like continue that journey uh, first before they start, you know, jumping into other things where he's going to be a diluted character and stuff that is happening. Isn't necessarily going to be explained, or I guess that might be the hook where they're like, who is this guy? He keeps switching every couple of seconds and we don't understand what's going on where all of a sudden he's Mr. Knight and then Jake's uh, persona kicks in and it's just brutal, you know, bloodthirsty character. And this is the first time we're seeing, <laughs> we're seeing the different, like the different lens, right? The character in a different lens. I don't know. It's interesting. I just want more Moon Knight. I agree with you, and I think they will definitely do a season two first. And the reason why is they still have to establish Jake Lockley. They just touched on him at the very end. And if you think, like, Moon Knight season one was kind of grounded and a bit brutal with the violence and stuff, oh, man, like, season two will be, like, half Jake Lockley. We'll start off with, instead of Stephen Grant, it's going to be Jake Lockley we see just going around murdering people as Moon Knight or, or something crazy. Or like he'll start. It'll start off with him in a mental asylum in real life or something. Like who knows? That show could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to it. And you know, more Layla. She was cool. Yeah, Layla was really cool. More Scarlet Scarab. Scarlet Scarab in the comics was a dude, but who cares? Uh, yeah. They made it that character way cooler. Yeah, I, so I was positive. We were positive on Moon Knight. We gave it a collective eight point eight. How did we get two 8.5s and an 8 up to an 8.8? A couple other people voted, too. Jeff oh, voted. Okay. Gotcha. And, uh, gotcha. Get some high votes in there. Yeah. All right. So that means up next we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. All right. Fun times. So this one. <laughs> yeah. The first, the first movie of the year. Yeah, um, you guys rated this one already. I take it we did. I'm I want to lower my rating. <laughs> oh wow! All right, fire it up. I just watched this one again yesterday in preparation for this. So I was watching it today at work. Oh. Yeah, I also. I have a feeling I'm more favorable on this one than you guys. Okay, guys. Um, I gave it originally seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going down to a five and a half. What? <laughs> Whoa, what just happened? <laughs> wow. Did you just watch it again or have you forgotten all the good parts? I I, I watched it again, uh well in bits. I was watching scene scenes here and there. And I was not impressed. So do you think I, I went too far? Five and a half? I, I think you did. Okay, I'll, I'll go back to I'll, I'll go to I I will movie. I will give I'll give Bill Curve, I'll go to six and a half. But okay. that's it. Okay. Dave? I would like you to maintain what I currently have in terms of my rating. All right. And Davin? 8.2? Yep. 
that we use is 8.2. Um, suppose I give Moon Knight an 8.5, so I'll give Doctor Strange an 8. I quite like this movie, actually. I mean, it does have some holes, but we'll talk about that. But you know who's going to talk about it first? Because we have these brands. We have brands on this show, and of course one is breaking the fourth with dave because he's the fancy new i'm the breaking the fourth wall character you know in <laughs> I'm, this the podcast. I'm the deadpool but, of this podcast but for well you're the she hulk of this podcast i'm the she hulk but, okay but Turning but for every she hulk we have barrister and solicitor that's all that's what i'll go with, by with some really effective brands out there such as synopsis oh by synopsis by jamil Yes. Okay. Um, so what's what's Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness about, Jamil, off the top of your head? Okay. Uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is a continuation of threads that we saw previously in other phases, um, including uh, WandaVision and also in um, Endgame, and where you see uh, Doctor Strange coming to grips with... Uh, a lot of the unhappiness that is in his life and trying to figure out exactly where he fits in terms of controlling uh, his own happiness. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt. You couldn't stay away. I just, I just needed to say a few words on this. Dave, 5.5 is too generous. A score for this movie. what way too generous <laughs> you see why we fight in our movie podcast this constantly? is honestly seasons like this the worst the worst marvel serving i've can, ever can can we wait until <laughs> i finish the synopsis okay that's the doctor strange side scarlet pushes the narrative for this movie um, a lot. She is chasing America Chavez, the worst, has, who has the, the worst. ability to Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch aka, uh, <laughs> AKA um, what can I Wanda Maximoff. Yes, Wanda, Wanda Maximoff from WandaVision, um, who uh, wants the abilities of um, America Chavez to be able to cross dimensional lines so that she can be reunited with her kids and also ensure that she will never lose them and they can never be hurt. Um, and in doing so, she butts heads with the Sorcerer Supreme and Doctor Strange um, and also the uh, 838 uh, Universe's um, Illuminati um <laughs> and uh, uh eventually Wanda learns valuable lessons but not <laughs> not until she has a destructive <laughs> destructive path of carnage and death along the way um quite right quite right yeah that is my synopsis i th i think that covers it it co covers the doctor strange aspect and also the wanda aspect no objections. I think you're in the lead on synopsis so far. <clears throat> Crushed Dave, it. You got to pick it up. Got to pick it up. You did well. <laughs> Dave's triggered though, so now you can get it out. Well, I, and, um... I, I don't. I'm not even triggered so much as like this movie was just uh, entertaining in parts, but and I think that um, 
the performances are not really the issue. I think it's more plot driven are my criticisms and just sort of the narrative of the story and how it kind of lays out. And um, more than anything, I think Sam Raimi in some parts is very good as the director of this movie, but I think there's a lot of major issues with this movie that I think are need to, will be addressed and will be evident as time goes on and sort of what, and I think in particular, Scarlet Witch, uh, Wanda Maximoff and her treatment in this story. I don't care. I do not care that she's controlled by the book or whatever, the evil book. It doesn't matter, guys. She is... Well, the way they treat her in this story yeah. after but, her, but but in the comics, I no, in the in the comics. comics. no, I don't care about the comics. <laughs> it, 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 the way they set her up in WandaVision, like she, they, she was a darling. You don't think she was a step towards this in WandaVision? She's she controlling the whole town against the will. She literally mind controlled an entire town. She jumped off the uh, the cliff, David, and she ended up on in another parallel universe. Like it was. That's how far of a leap this was. This is okay. I think that someone has something to say. The only reason this movie gets three from me is because of the Illuminati scene. That's it. And that was ham fisted at best. They completely like all the Wong all, stuff. All of WandaVision. Just throw that entire amazing they show all of and it still exists in the trash. They didn't. They did. They, they did, did not. How did they do that? I, w- I please tell me. They they completely destroy the fact that she deals with her grief and accepts the fact that her children and whatnot are gone to the point where she's like, "Oh, maybe I'll go get them back," and then just goes on a a. a an insane little triad to try and get these kids back when like so many issues presented could have been simply just oh I, I think you have the, I think the you WandaVision have the ended, I, right? With her just sitting there listening to her children speak to her from other multiverses. Ex- exactly. This is like what you Perfect. saw give, was give a, this a rating. What you saw three. 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 What you it gives a three from me. Was because a classic. I mean, just and just Little down, Murphy. The, just the WandaVision thing alone is atrocious and just it boggles my mind because they filmed that movie while filming WandaVision and had no correlations with the story when writing it. So they're gonna try and fix it later on. So in my opinion, completely trashes all of they WandaVision. Didn't, they didn't and the other thing is, where the hold on, the real What multiverse is in this movie? Spider-Man animated movie had more multiverse than this. The Loki show was more multiverse than this. There was three Doctor Stranges, and they all looked the same. There was was only two multiverses in in Loki. Only two. All all the same. There was still multiple versions of Loki. That's what I expected when I went to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange actually went to different universes. Hold on. First, the WandaVision yeah. portion of it. Correct People this, need to let color. go because they had their impression of what WandaVision was, right? And did not realize what exactly they were seeing. You were seeing a horror movie. A horror movie where you saw the protagonist go through this entire trials. And then at the very end, you got Nightmare in Elm Street 2 where they think that they're safe. But in reality, it's deeper than before. Wanda I'm an, I'm an idiot. Tortured. Yes, 
Oh, yes. hush, Sam. <laughs> and I gotta, I gotta. Oh, I'm, I gotta an, I'm an, I'm an idealist. Wanda, but, but, Wanda but in the comic. was getting over her grief and she ends it by yeah. torturing herself with the dark hold. You thought that was going to end up in a good place, right? No, she was in a worse place with the dark hold. What, what are you guys by the dark talking hold. about? This was no good. Plus, in the comics, in the like comics. this is not a crazy turn for that character because in the, not comics, the comics, she has done way worse stuff than that. No, but it's for yeah, the same but in reason. the comics, her constantly being driven mad by her justified. This, this, this just. Have you read Dissembled? Avengers Dissembled is a is a terrible book. Or House of it's, M. House of M. She, she couldn't have gone to a universe where, oh, I don't know, the kids didn't have a mother. She had to go and like take over one with her mother, another mother. Like so it, for, wait, wait, okay. They explain that in so the movie. They explain that. First off, she couldn't go to another universe. She had to dreamwalk. She was only dreamwalking to get America. That's why she went to that specific reality. She didn't so she didn't get reality. the power to go to another universe to kidnap kids that weren't hers. How is she going to kidnap them? She's only dreamwalking. She needs no. Well, she, she gets the power to cross dimensions, and then she can go kidnap the kids. Yeah, and when she crosses dimensions, that... she's like, "Oh, I'm a horrible person," and stops magically and crushes herself. And it's just because like her kids confront her. All the grief, all that like doesn't get to reconcile with vision. None of that thing like doesn't actually get. Who says like, it isn't? Who said it isn't? Are are you under the impression she's dead? I, I mean, they're definitely trying to write her out, but they're like, well, does she want to resign for another three to four years? Hot there, Murphy. Your mic's hot. Sorry, I I don't have my actual mic on. I'm using my laptop. Because he's hot too. I am. It's it's a terrible movie. That and I the fact agree. that it's a multiverse mess. The first Doctor Strange movie was a visual wonderfest. This was. A three minute let's jump through three different tunnels and that's the end of the oh, movie there's in tons of scenes at the end of the movie yeah. that's about here's, it here's, all right here's a, some positivity about this movie um <laughs> for one scarlet which is a villain is formidable for wong in, in america and strange so she's a good villain and is a, a marvel villain where like marvel villains are rarely just stereotypically villains they're usually villains that become heroes or heroes that become villains um also the scene where she attacks comertage is awesome like seeing comertage weaponized like i'd always wanted wanted to see what would happen if somebody just came at comertage and you get to see that that was awesome it's one of my favorite things of the year i think um the raimi stuff was cool like some of the you know eyeballs and the like crawling out of the mirror and that sort of raimi stuff that's the problem with this movie Raimi can't direct characters. Raimi directs funky, freaky side pieces. His character work has always been terrible, and it shines through this movie in a glaring example that I can't just deal with. I absolutely disagree, dude. His character work was bad in the original Spider-Man, I felt. Wait, original Spider-Man, the three movies? Well, you know what? That's not true, because he made a good character to Doc Ock, even though it wasn't... The Doc Ock I enjoy from the comics. I don't think that was Sam Raimi as much so as it was uh, Melina. Melina, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree on that. Um, I think that he did great work with what he was left with in Spider-Man Two, but Spider-Man Two is, I think, the best example of what Murphy's talking about versus a good example of him actually succeeding with his characters 
because Spider-Man 2 is possibly uh, it's 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 in the bottom tier of of Spider-Man films. Spider-Man 2 is just awful with its third act completely takes away awful? almost all of the yes, Spider-Man 2 is awful. That train scene, the entire ending I think all of the, the Raimi Spider-Mans are bad. Were, were basically Spider-Man saves the day by revealing his identity to every single one. He reveals it to Mary Jane and Mary Jane, oh oh I understand you now, Peter. Reveals it to Doc Ock so that Doc Ock snaps out of his thing, right? Spider-Man 2 yeah. is oh, plays a good Norman. Is a better Norman, film than that. Spider-Man 2. Oh, I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, I, I like my point. character work loudly, is I have loudly defended mm. Spider-Man 3. And I hate Venom. I hate symbiotes. And I still think that Spider-Man 3 is a better film. I'm not a big Symbiotes fan either. Yeah, right. They got pretty cool in the King of Black story. But that's, that's, that's what I. That's what I think. That's this just that's the right. worst. Film. That was contentious. All right, I didn't know. Uh, I'm gonna go finish watching the contentious. I'm gonna go finish watching this terrible movie called Shithouse, which is an anxiety. Oh no, 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 no! Oh god, I got 40 minutes left, and I'm just like, is it over yet? Is it over yet? Okay. Um, I, I this is gonna be quite the episode to hold up tomorrow. I could barely make it through the trailer. Oh god! So I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Okay, good night. Good night. Uh, that was hot. Uh, oh, it, was, it was a hot take. I, I thought we were gonna get more of that during like Thor. <laughs> yeah. So he was yeah, I know, like that was this was like the least contentious movie of the year, and all of a sudden like Archer Strange and the multiverse. But, yeah, but uh where I think this movie fails and from someone who liked the movie is it is more of a connect the dots or connect the pieces. It's the it's all connected movie. Like it was less, it's almost like, I think that's one of the reasons there's two reasons why I think, well, here's a, hold on. I have another segment. Well, I do have a theory. So I do have a theory. So Scott Derrickson, the director who did the first one was supposed to do this one and he dropped out. And the reason I think that was, is because I think he wanted to use nightmare as the villain and they wanted to force the villain into Scarlet witch for it's all connected reasons. Which, you know, fine and well. Because you could see easily see this movie. I was watching again yesterday. I'm like, all of this could have just been Nightmare instead. Like, yeah. all of it. The, like, the, they're even dreamwalking. And, you know, they're setting up. If They're at least setting up for Nightmare. If Nightmare's not the villain in the next one, then this movie was, like, wasted. And this movie would, would feel completely different. I would have probably a completely different take on this movie if that was the case. I'm, I'm, I I, so that's my theory. I have a theory. But I think I, that's completely fair for me to have a different take on this movie because it's Scarlet Witch is the villain and some not some other random. Fair. Nightmare's an awesome. I have, a, I have a theory that one of the major disappointments that people felt about this movie was because uh, there was too much hype surrounding what it could have been than what it was, right? And if they were more clear about what this movie was going to be, right, then I think there was going to be a lot of the expectations would have been managed. Because everyone's talking about, oh, we're going to get Wolverine. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. We're going to get Mephisto. Like, every single person pie in the sky, they thought this was going to be, like, the biggest, like, multi-picture uh, like epic. Everyone was going to be in it. And then the news started trickling in bits. The runtime it's too short it's too short it needs how are they going to fit all these things in right and it's like wait that's the cast only this where is this person where is this person people were 
taking more time talking about what it could have been than what it was, right? And I think that is a disappointment. Maybe they should have revealed that Wanda was the villain earlier in terms of the promotion so that everyone had their expectations set forth. Maybe not. I think that what works for this series, this thing, is the the journeys that Scarlet Witch takes, even though some people might not agree that in the direction it takes them. I think it does a lot in terms of uh, moving Doctor Strange's character forward, where he's kind of been the same since Doctor Strange, the movie, and he's appeared in a multiple, a multiple movies, right? But we haven't seen that character progress. We got that progression here. What I didn't like is the things that were cut out, right? Uh, specifically, Wong's character got a little bit of a machete work. Um, his his wife got killed off in this movie. And he married? He's, he was married. How do you know they were married? Because it's a deleted scene. His, his wife... Mm. His wife is the one that sacrificed herself to to yeah yeah I know right I just didn't know they were married I just thought they yeah. had a little thing but going maybe on. it does it doesn't count now that it doesn't it was cut well didn't they didn't they kind of mention that he was married in She Hulk no yeah. I don't think so they I'm, said he I'm had gonna... a sketchy background because he's either a librarian in Nepal or a, a sorcerer in New York I think when he was talking to Madison <laughs> he mentioned that but I, I'll I'll I, I we'll get there. Beast. All right, let's move I, on then. We, well, hold we, hold on, guys. We're yeah, all, yeah, yeah, we're all idiots. Or well, like, that's ideal matter of opinion. Matter of opinion. That's less <laughs> controversial than Murphy's controversial opinion about this movie. So I'm not as low as a three, but oh, you know what? I do have one more segment Ooh. before we move on. <laughs> Sam yeah. pisses on the cast segment. <laughs> no. This is the good stuff. Oh, no. Did I move that? Oh, my bad. Well, I moved my little sound clip. I had to go with it. That's unfortunate. Quite sad, really. Yeah, it's gone. All right. Well, it's too bad. I still have my segment. It just doesn't have theme music. Which what, what so, are we, are we, Where do we go to next? We're here, well, uh, we'll show, here. Here we go. Yeah. Let's talk about X, baby. baby. Let's talk about you So, and of course, me. we got... This lovely fella here in his uh, okay, basically yeah. he's X Men the animated series Professor X. He's even doing his hand gesture. He's wearing his suit. Like that's who he is. This is that's the most fan service moment of my life. This was definitely yeah. like I was like, that's this is I I feel almost wrong about this when I was in the theater. I was like, oh no, but I love it. You know how can you not yeah. love it? It's amazing. You know it's it, everything it you'd great. want it to be. Fan service at its most shameless. Yeah. And finest. And finest. Um, yeah. So that's uh that's that. Oh, we did skip over uh what next with these characters. So at the end of the movie we have um America at Tamarkaj. Tamartaj. Tamartaj. Uh we have um Doctor Strange going with um, uh, Charlie Theron's, Theron's character, Thea, Thea, Clea. The dark, huh? Clea, the daughter Clea, of Dormammu. Sorry. Yeah, Clea to the dark dimension, um, and Scarlet Witch is under some rubble, supposedly. Hmm. 
Um, so uh, I hope she'll be, she'll be picked up again in Agatha Coven of Chaos. That show. You think that now that um, uh, she's been broken, I, I shouldn't say broken, defeated, quote unquote defeated, that um, her hold on Agatha has been uh, broken and Agatha is able to wreak revenge and go after her. Revenge, or maybe even help her. I don't know. Like it'll be, it'll. I think they'll start building towards the story of reuniting Vision and Wanda, because Vision's supposed to be in the New World Order Captain America movie coming out. So you don't think we're going to get a Vision quest? I think that'll be a part of that movie, likely. Okay. Um, America uh, Chavez eventually joining. Has a TV show on its own? No, I think we'll get. Oh, America Chavez is on the Young Avengers for sure. Yeah, Young Avengers. Um, and Doctor Strange and Clea, uh, Dark Dimension. When are we going to see them? Obviously in Kang Wars and uh, Secret Wars. Okay, can, so, I you, can, I you, can I digress for a second? You may. Yeah. Uh, Young Avengers, right? Is this like, a, a, would you say, apropos to Tiny Toons? If you remember, there was once <laughs> the Looney Tunes, and then they Looney Tunes were awesome. Lucky Duck. I they were awesome, but they didn't really have staying power, did they? They were kind of a flash in the pan. Didn't they? Tiny Toon yeah. Adventures lasted a pretty long time. Yeah, because you don't hear about them now. So, those characters. Versus Young Bug, the original Young Avengers, the Bugs Bunny. Young Avengers are Teen Titans. Teen Titans, even yeah, though, like, have cool characters, unlike the Teen Titans. Even the Teen Titans, like they eventually have to grow up and join the Justice League, right? Not all of them. No. Who who joined the uh, the uh, the Justice League? Cyborg and I think Nightwing did. Well, Batman when he became Nightwing, Grayson when he became Batman, and then eventually. But still, Nightwing. <laughs> Nightwing, because <laughs> he eventually became Nightwing again. I'm not dissing the Looney Tunes, even though they're kind of lame, Sam. I'm just gonna tell you, but you know, it's. <laughs> um, All right, let's let's move on to the next. All right. We've got more. We're moving on. Miss Marvel is what I have next, so that's what we're saying is next. All right, okay. So, who's doing the synopsis? Are we gonna get? Um... It's back to Dave. Ooh. breaking the force. Oh, sh- I'm breaking down yeah. Ms. Marvel. Oh no! Yeah, you sure are. <laughs> oh man. Okay, hold this on. Entirely, entirely at random order. There's nothing uh, anyone can do about this. Okay. Well, so, this is Dave. Uh... What was uh, Ms. Marvel about? Do you think? Well, well Davin, it, it was a uh, show on Disney Plus based on the Marvel mm. comic book featuring Kamala Khan, also known as Ms. Mm. Marvel. Stop uh, looking at the wiki. You know, I'm I'm just Well, are we wiki in here? This is against the rules. No, I'm human Wikipedia. Uh, and yeah. I'm just oh, yeah, I don't know. Coming off of it, you know, Kamala Khan, 16-year-old girl. Uh she's oh, he's totally reading something. He's totally reading <laughs> off the wiki. <laughs> Get out of here. I she was off the cuff. She had Pakistani parents, and um, she there was a lot about that, and her older brother and his wife, and they, you know, she got the powers from this bracelet that her grandmother gave her. Now I'm going off Angle. the cuff. Um, All right, and, off the cuff. You can do it. You know, yeah, and, just, uh, 
uh, it was a very interesting show based on like her perspective. It was like the most Gen Z or Gen Z, depending on uh, which side of the border you come from. Um, you know, like a uh, uh, show. I think it was a very new, cool perspective. Um, it really transcended cultures and gen um, genders and all kinds of things. Like it was, and uh, <laughs> like it's so safe. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I I'm just trying to be positive uh, on this show. Um, He's not high on this one. Kamala Khan. He's not high on this. Uh, she she loves Captain Marvel, so she's Ms. Marvel. She it's kind of like the the high level thing, and she kind you know she gets super powers in her own right, and uh, it's got its issues though. So uh, that's well, I guess we're going to talk about this. What um, happened at the end, he, Dave? What happened yeah. at the end? <laughs> Um. Well, you tell me, Jamil. What do you think happened at the end? <laughs> she embiggens. Um, she embiggens. Um, we later learned that she's actually she's actually a mutant. She's actually a mutant. Oh, are we talking about X already? Let's talk about X, baby. Yeah, she's a mutant in this. We hear which is my music. I gotta find it here. Oh. Which I'm is, not. A Mar- uh, I'm not a Marvel fan. Sam, Sam, we're all Marvel fans here, okay? Varying degrees. Um, oh my God, it's is, here! Yes, I have my my. I know you want to play it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna Let's pause about X. Yeah, it's very sure. It's just the start of my X Men show, but it's so better than nothing. Um, little comic book uh, details, but in the comics. And in the comics, yeah, uh, Kamal Khan is an inhuman. Now, during the time period, when... suck. inhumans suck. Nobody cares about inhumans <laughs> during... in the comics or on TV or anything. They yeah. should just go away. When yeah. she was revealed um, as a character, um, it was during the time that Marvel was having issues with Fox and. Um, X-Men and Mutants were on the back burner at that time. So uh, Marvel, in their infinite um, wisdom, decided to push Inhumans as a focus and took the new character and made her into an Inhuman. But as things I told, ch- this guy here set off a Terrigen bomb, which made all the latent Inhumans become Inhumans. Yes. Um, but now that they have full control over the X-Men again... Um, we see that <laughs> they would prefer to have Miss Marvel as a mutant, and I think it works better, especially if they're not following what was revealed in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because that introduction as to why Inhumans um, were slowly revealed made a lot of sense. Unfortunately, the amount of building that they would have to do for the MCU to even make that remotely make sense this is a much better alternative. Yeah, I agree. So, um, Dave, yeah. Inhumans are created with the Terrigen Mist. Yeah. So um, I know what I know what the Inhumans no. are. Also, in the comics, Kamala Khan is a fantastic comic book character. By the way, she's one of my favorite characters that's been invented in the last 10, 15 years, whatever it's been now. Yeah. Um, She's the leader of the Young Avengers in in the comics, and champions, and rightfully so. 
and the champions. Yeah. Um, the champions are a very cool team with uh, like her and jeez, uh, we got a Hulkling. Nova. Nova, Sam Alexander Nova, he's great. Yeah, the and little the Cyclops from the past was there for a while. Yeah, Miles. Yeah, all new, all new yeah. X Men, all new, all different yeah. X Men. Gosh, very cool. <laughs> Um, but also in the comics, so her powers are more like Mr. Fantastic's, where she's just kind of stretchy and can get bigger. I like what they did in this. See, this is a to me an example of them improving on the comics, which I think the MCU does do fairly often. They sure as hell did it with Iron Man, um, and Great. they've done it again here, which which we don't need. Like it's always it was always just a kind of weirder Mr. Fantastic's powers because they had to make it different than his, and it just never really worked for me. Her powers, I love her character, but I never really liked her powers much in the comics. Like I have her, her, her thing here. Like she just looks weird, man. Stretcho, but yeah, those big fists. So I like what they did here. I love the connection with the gin. And like I like the, the these different historical and cultural things they're doing yeah. here. Like I think I think making a Namor, we'll talk about it more later. But uh, like and from Aztec origin is way more interesting than his comic book origin. I think they're doing a lot of more interesting takes on these characters in the so, MCU a lot of the time. I think they kind of combine her character, her powers, with armors, right? They kind of took yeah. elements of armor and who's a character. Uh, in the comics and also in the X Men Japanese animated series, um, yeah, that was great. Um, so I have her little action figure over there, but I'm not gonna. To me, it makes it made perfect sense, and it wasn't that big of a, a drawback. Look, if you wanted classic Miss Marvel, you have many years of comic books you can read. Mm. This is the same character, but just with a slight difference, right? And I think it, it works. gives her more utility. I think yep. her powers, like she can do more things with them. Like there's really no, like it's kind of unique having her step on the light platforms. Like that's not something armor can do, for example. That's something a little more unique. Um, I think the the show does not get enough credit with how they utilize her abilities because the steps mm-hmm. are awesome. The 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 and the embiggen at the end is so yeah. cool. Yeah, she's because embiggen in it. Yeah. Like, I think in the next season of this, well, we'll get to that. Well, let's just skip ahead then. Here we go. What's next? I think in the next season of this show, she's going to embiggen really huge. Like, she'll figure out how to use her powers where she can get, like, the size of a building. And I like how her powers... Yeah, go ahead. This is another series. I don't particularly care about what else is happening in the MCU. I, Mm -hmm. I, I, I find, like, the supporting cast is interesting enough that I just want to see them and how they deal with life and her with her powers, right? Great supporting cast. Her parents are great. Her friends are great. All the motivations make sense to me. All the motivations in the the show and the characters make sense to me. I think that's the thing for Before you jump in, Dave, just before, I'll I'll offer one of the downsides and see if this echoes some of your concerns. Um, this This show suffers from basically having no villain. Like, there's no villain that I could care that is a villain. They're sort of like the the clandestines. In the, but, like, they're throwaway. They're just there to explain her origin a little bit better. Like, there's no real villain. Like, yeah. that's not what her character struggle is in this, this show. And I'm fine with that. Like, I love this show. Have you guys rated this one? 
<laughs> yes, we did. We did. Okay, well, this one's a ten for me. I like a I ten. Okay. Yeah. Wow. A ten. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, Fair Dave, enough. you can start tearing it into it. Well, you know what? No, I'm going to give it a nine point five due to the lack of a villain. But like, Amon Villani is amazing. She's she is so friggin' charming. I could watch her all day. She's just a delight. Nine and a half. Uh, I give it a seven. Jamil had previously given it eight and a half. Do you stand by that, Jamil? I still stand by it. Yeah. I I I think I I think that once again, people need to look at the lens in which the show is, and this show is a quirky coming of age story with superhero elements. Great historical. Um, you know, draw uh, like pieces and all that. Yeah. Just, just drawn Mm. and woven into the, the actual like base of this story. It, I think it's a great world they crafted that we're being presented, dropped into. I want to see more. Yeah. So it isn't perfect. The opposite of Sam Raimi, all the things Murphy said about Sam Raimi is the case here. Like every character, no matter how tiny bit of a role they have in this show is quite good. I, I think he agrees with us. That's why he hasn't, you know, been down the doors to jump and, on to give. And, and, and I, I'm not going to tear into this show per se. Like I, I, I gave I'm it a go seven. Murphy. I gave it a seven. I think it's, it was a very um, new. And I thought I was surprised by a lot of aspects of it, but at the end of the day, I felt like not totally engaged with it myself. Okay. Uh, on a personal level, I don't know particularly why. Nothing it was doing in particular. It's just it was hard to for me to connect with, and um, that was about really it. Like I just, and I think my other my other critique of it is or concern more was just how does this fit in with the MCU? Does it need to? Like, would this have been a, a show that was better off not being part of that? You know, you could still have told the story and it's not be part of superheroes or anything else. And you have the exact same cast and crew and every very story. And would this have been better served not connected with it? Like, if you're going to do this and make it part of the MCU, then you have, like, I don't know if you get that luxury, Jamil, so much of saying, like, I don't need to see them interact with Thor or whoever. Well, that's, that, well, that's what's the point if you're, if you're well, not in the okay, same universe. But I, I, I think that. What ha- what would have Daredevil been if Daredevil had to worry about? Well, we need to make sure this is connected to what's happening in New York for um, Avengers or or whatever. They told a story. They were able to tell a story over the course of one, two, three seasons, where it's like this is the world. Stuff happening doesn't even matter. These are the characters here. Why can't Miss Marvel have the same luxury? Well, I guess well, what's here's my thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I just well, say, what's up? What? what yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you go. 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 Sorry. And then I'm. I, I, I'm going. Um, I'm just saying, what's the point of thinking things connected in the first place? You know, like it, I think it's to create a, a a grander sense of reality. You know, I think that the there's no, um, because what you know what I guess it's not something we really talk about. You know, the rest of the time is like. Well, why why does Iron Man have to live in the same world as Captain America? Why is that important or not? Like, is it nice or is it inconvenient or is it nice. is, is it a novelty? Is this you know? That's why is I it, love Marvel? That's is why this I is this a creamsicle? Is this orange and vanilla mixed together, or is this you know just because you know you're just doing it just to see? Because well, here's the thing: 
it's it's it changes based on the character. Some characters are inherently tied into other characters more than others. Like there's the Spider-Man example. Spider-Man runs into everybody, so everybody knows Spider-Man. But uh, another example, like the Hulk, is kind of the opposite example. The Hulk can just be in the middle of nowhere, and it's still a Hulk story. There doesn't need to be other superheroes around. There often isn't. But Kamala the Hulk's, Khan, the Hulk's famous though in the world. The Hulk's famous in the world. Okay, well, there's another example. Well, we could use the Moon Knight example. Yeah. Like Moon Knight's not a character who runs into other characters much, and they don't. In his, he wouldn't be known. Story in his character doesn't really work as well with that. Whereas Kamala is a character who writes her own fan fiction and is obsessed with Carol Danvers and is the leader of the champions, as in, and is the leader of the Young Avengers. Her whole thing is interacting with other characters and the Inhumans in the comics, which it's going to be the X-Men here, which is way better. I get to see a character I love, Kamala Khan, interact with other characters I love instead of the Inhumans. And when she meets Carol so Danvers, finally, like, yeah. you know, what's that going to be like? And how is that going to well, be like? See later that's going to be in the Marvels. Yeah, that's going to be in the Marvels. So that's going to be fun. Right. Yeah, so that's what's that's what's next coming with those characters. It's going to be her and Carol Danvers and uh, Monica Rambo trying the to figure it out. One character I want to see Miss Marvel interact with because mm. I guess in this current iteration they're going to be maybe the same age or similar ages. Is one of my favorite characters from the X Men, which is. Jubilee. Oh, yeah. Jubilee and Miss Marvel. I was pew, thinking. Pew, pew, pew. That would be. I would love to see those two hanging out, like seeing like Miss Marvel join like the New Mutants or something, or the or the Gen X or whatever they do for a kids team with the X Men. <laughs> Which like, they're not going to awesome. use that name. <laughs> I don't. No, of course they name. can't use Gen X. They'd all be like fifty, right? But like, <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> all right, let's move on. We've rated this one, right? Miss Marvel. Right. Yeah, we gave it a collective eight point three. <laughs> That's 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 pretty Yikes. good. I think we could have been a little higher because I thought it was a great show. So we're moving on to we're going to talk about love and thunder. Love and thunder. Yes, we are. So this one, I I just rewatched all this stuff in preparation for this. So this is the one I thought was going to be the d- divisive one, not Doctor Strange, which set everybody off, but uh, love and thunder. Let's see what this will be more of a Love and Thunder sounds like from the brand perspective of Okay by Jimmy. It's, I I have only actually watched this movie once. I watched it in theaters. I have not had a chance to rewatch it. So in this, and this is totally off the cuff, no, no Wikipedia. No wiki in here. Um, yes. Uh we are introduced to to Gore, who um, is on a, a planet with his child, and the planet is dying, and they're dying of thirst on the the precipice of death, and his uh, his daughter unfortunately passes away, and he's stricken. He is uh, he is in mourning, and eventually comes across. Shadow of doubt, he fears no evil. Yes. He comes across um, the god that his um, his world prayed to, um, living in the lap of luxury um, without a care. And um, in his despair and frustration, he is um, uh, he summons the um, 
the dark blade. His, I forget his name. His god. It's called the Necro Sword. The Necro Sword. His god had just killed the previous holder of the Necro Sword. Yes. That's why it was just, just laying there. Um, it was just laying there, but it also they called was, to him. Yeah, yeah. It, it did call to him. Yeah. Um. So with the abilities of the Necro Sword, he was able to slay his god. And he vows revenge amongst all gods um, and sets off. In god kind of had it coming, though. <laughs> kind of a he, was, he was a dick god. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, sure. like only, a Klingon god. If only that god got himself a starship, might have yeah. been able to. <laughs> yeah, this is a god that needs a starship. <laughs> if any god ever needed uh, one. So Gore he, you know, wages a revenge tour trying to eliminate the gods. So. Um, we have Thor, who who is uh, part of the uh, the the uh, Guardians, and um, his time with them has been wearing thin, and um, <laughs> seemingly he's he's just as lost as he was prior to being with the Avengers. He hasn't been able to fill that hole um, in his heart, and. Um, he separates from the Avengers with this situation, and he's reintroduced to Jane, who has uh, taken um, uh, the powers of Thor um, and is now a Thor herself uh, and is battling. Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor. And um, herself. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of steam. Uh, so. Oh. They're, they're, the, the movie his, ran out of steam his, long before his, his ragtag team um, is introduced to this threat and eventually travels uh, many worlds and planes of existence to try and stop Gore. Because uh, Gore has kidnapped the Asgardian children. Yes, Gore eventually kidnaps the um, Asgardian uh, children, and there is a massive battle at the end where um, Jane sacrifices herself. To ensure victory, Thor. And here in the shadow dimension, yes. where not even color can really, really be seen because it's yeah. so. Thor shadow. and Gore um, eventually. Uh, Thor, uh, Gore beats Thor. I think is a major point that we need to to understand, and eventually there is um, an impasse, an understanding between the two, and um, Thor takes. Uh, um, ownership, not ownership, but guardianship of Gore's love, his daughter, um, named Love, and uh, uh, the ending has Thor and Love, uh, you know, living That's together. Right. Thor, Love and Thunder. Finally becoming Uncle Thor. whole. Uncle Thor. Thor. Um, finally become whole, and Jane um, reaches Valhalla. Not Jane um, Mater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to be confused with Jane Mater. She's not in yes. Valhalla currently. That that is that is my synopsis. Ran out of steam, but um no All wiki right. here. No wiki here. But yeah, maybe maybe Taika Waititi ran out of a little steam too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. Jump um, in here for a second. Both feet. So here's here's my thing. So on its own, like say it wasn't all connected, but even less than that, if there wasn't wasn't such things as comic books, um, I could be a little more happy about this movie. Um, I am 
I loved Ragnarok, but I am kind of done with Goofy Thor. I would love to see a serious, super serious Thor movie. And that movie should have been the movie that had gore in it. So I'm a little like apparently Robert Eggers they're courting to do the next Thor movie. Now that would be a serious Thor movie. Is, wait, is that straight up legit? Yeah, I'm, that's what <laughs> oh I'm hearing. Gosh. I I look, I'm absolutely down to see that movie if that's the case. I think it's wild that that he would agree to it more than <laughs> like I can understand Marvel asking it. I <laughs> um wow Here's okay. Eight. He gives an eight to Ms. Marvel. That will bring up that will bring up the rating. I feel the fundamental issue with Thor: Love and Thunder is sometimes when we hit, we get lightning in the bottle, we should appreciate it. Yeah, but not try to use that same bottle to capture lightning again. And it didn't. This is Ragnarok too, right? Mm. It did not work with that one. I I think the too much Korg as well. Yeah, I, way I too much. It found a right balance, especially to where Thor was after Endgame. But with the, it couldn't manage the, it couldn't manage the seriousness that the Guardians have. The Guardians, as much as people talk about how much jokes and quippy the Guardians of the Galaxy is, there's an underlying sense of seriousness and. And focus and and tension with those movies. None of that was here in this one. Th- this movie really like I didn't fear. I didn't fear for any of the characters. I felt that everything was going to be okay. There was it a felt, god killer running amok, which yeah. made no sense. Which we didn't see. He, we saw him kill two, one. Should have been more menacing. Of another god. Like, yeah. Okay. You got you want to jump in here, Dave, before I go? Uh, yeah, I just just I have a big just quickly. Uh, yeah. This movie, I, I can only really sum it up as a big disappointment. I think that there was a lot I was expecting coming into it. You know, maybe. You, yeah, you're right. You can't capture lightning in a bottle twice uh, or love and thunder in a bottle twice, perhaps. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think that there was just a lot of cynicism on the pa- part of Taika Waititi in how he crafted this film. And I don't think it worked. Uh, You know, unfortunately, I think that he was trying to kind of straddle this edge and it didn't quite pay off uh, in the long run. It was sort of what I saw in the movie. Um, And also I just think that like the, the everything that was left there with the guardians could have been so much better than it was. I think that there was so much potential and maybe that's my own bias and expectation, like what I was imagining to be this movie, but it was really like, uh, uh, you know, instead we get a a couple of goats uh, who are just screaming. Ah! Yeah. And that had its humor to it. Don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, it was um, irritating in the same way. Um, He's simple. He's simple. Jack the movie, in my opinion. He yeah. It. So I, I just think I think everything with Jane Foster too was really like, ugh, you know, like I think that, that this could have been um, better as well. I think that um, I was left uh, unfulfilled with that story by the end, and that's it. Really? I I wish okay. there was more. I, I there were elements of this like 
if it was everything was written on a whiteboard, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. That's great. I want mm. to see that. I'd love to see this. But as a collective whole, uh, it's just so disappointing. Like, I didn't get the Mighty Thor that I wanted. All right. No. No. Okay. So in the comics, see this box behind me here and these many white boxes behind me. There are lots of Thor comics. And two of the runs in which exist in those boxes back there is the Gore the God Butcher story in the God of Thunder series and the entire Mighty uh, Thor series with Jane by Jason Aaron. Um, both of those runs are by Jason Aaron, best Thor writer of all time. Um, these are two of my favorite stories ever. The Gore story lasted 12 issues. Oh, they are. I love this story, and I love the Jane story. The Mighty Thor run, if you haven't read that, is fan-freaking-tastic. Really I feel it, bad for you, like <laughs> Oh, damn yeah, it. exactly. Oh, I, that's why you're cringing. So, yeah, this movie took two of my favorite storylines, two storylines I never thought they'd do in movies, but I would have begged them to do. They crammed them into one movie, did neither of them justice. The only just, like, this is the gore I wanted. Right. This is this is the gore I got, Uncle yeah, Fester. So this was a, that was that a to disappointment? Be fair, he played the he played it well. Now, had they made him look more like this, keep the same actor, he played gore quite well. Um, I would admit, admit been make him CGI. Would you have been more satisfied if it been CGI than what Christian Bale looked like on screen? Or, yes, probably. Even just give him a tentacle or two or something. They didn't like, you want don't him to, to look like Voldemort. They didn't want to look like that or like Ebony Maw, who's already in the yeah. MCU. Fair enough. But I like that design quite a bit. It's amazing. Fair enough. Um, but do you feel like they but, did a You know, I, I forgive that because he played it well. The best thing about this movie is him. Christian, Christian Bale, and, like, he's like, Taiki, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to, this is the way I'm going to perform. Like, I'm going to play he, it straight. He's not, I'm not he, doing your kid he silly movie. He acted his ass off in this film. Mm-hmm. But Davin, this was your favorite story, right? One of your favorite stories. In two the of books. those are my and two favorite Thor stories ever. Did the, did they the do God service to it? Thor. Do you feel like they they gave us the? Neither of them. Neither no. of them. No. no. Gore was super menacing. He's fighting Thor, three Thors at the same time in three different timelines. He's in the past because in the in the comics, Gore was killing gods for hundreds and thousands of years. Like it takes time to go through the the. The, the vastness of the universe yeah. and, and kill gods like you don't just kill a couple gods and then all of a sudden they're at yeah. like omnipotent city even being like oh no Unless you hit up like a like, god country club if you happen to cross upon <laughs> like like in the comics he was nearly done by the time he got back to thor because he tried to kill thor once when thor was younger and thor got away so then he's also fighting Thor in the present day, the Thor we know, and he's also fighting Thor in the future. He's fighting God King Thor, and it takes the three Thors together to defeat Gore. Now all, that's a all, freaking all movie. good things. Style, that's a like, freaking like movie. Picard, uh, kind of, but like amazing, amazing, better than all good things. Better, yeah. And in the Mighty Thor story, like she, if there could ever be, like I loved that Thor so much, I was fine with her just continuing being Thor. Now I love Odin's son Thor, but Jane Thor. It was an entirely different Thor. She like just like in this movie, like they nailed the look. She looks so the look. Good. The look was amazing, but that but but the story so good. and the substance of this story. They took the sto- the substance out of it. They had some of it there where like in the comics, every time she lifts the hammer, it just takes all the 
chemo drugs out of her body. It's not that it's they in this they just say it's like some like getting rid of all her mortal strength, but really what it's doing is it's just getting rid of all the chemo drugs. Mm -hmm. So she goes and gets chemo, it picks up the hammer and then all that stuff's gone and does nothing for her. So that's why she's dying, and that's why every time she picks up the hammer, she's closer to dying, and that's why she's worthy to pick up the hammer in the first place because to just to pick it up, she's being taking a big sacrifice. sacrifice. Now that's that's insanely cool. Like I love that whole thing. She's a great character. She does have Mjolnir does like her better in the comics too. Like she'll throw Mjolnir, it will like split off into pieces and come back together or do all these crazy flips. Like she can do all this crazy stuff with Mjolnir. Like Thor's like in the comics, he's like, I didn't even know it could do that. Like so because she's smarter than him. Like quite frankly. So Yeah. Like, he's just a better warrior. That's all he's a better warrior. That's yeah. it. But that's again what it is to be worthy to pick up Mjolnir. It's not about being particularly noble in like the most moral sense. It's like being a worthy Viking warrior or Asgardian warrior, more more accurately. Like or that's war what veteran, Mjolnir wants. Like Captain America. Yeah. Well he's he would make a good Asgardian warrior. Like he's yeah. he's a leader of men that Captain America. Like the hammer would like him. Has has um, has Cyclops ever picked up uh Cyclops could never pick up Mjolnir. Storm could though. He Storm could definitely pick up Mjolnir. Storm did has, in the uh, just... crossover, right? In the uh... yeah, there's there's an alternate Storm named Stormborn. But in the MCU versus DC crossover, like the '90s, I think she does. Oh, yeah. Storm picks it up, right. and then she was like, "It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be right," and then she throws it away. She puts it down, and then Wonder Woman beats her up. Yeah, and then Wonder Woman wins. But but you know, if Storm had used Molnir against, she would have Wonder smoked Woman. it. <laughs> smoked yeah. And I still think Storm would be Wonder Woman anyway because Storm is a goddess. Well, it Wonder would be Wonder close, Wonder closer than I think in the comic book. But they had to keep so. Well, we go to rate this. That's that's my. <laughs> I don't issue. remember what we rated um, this. If we, we rated this? Um, yeah, we rated it. I gave it a five. This one and hurt a half. my soul a bit. I gave it a five and a half. I'm standing by that. Uh, Jamil, you gave it a seven point two. I'm I'm gonna drop that to a a six point eight. Point eight from Jamil. Davin. Oh, I'm just getting angry thinking about those comic runs. But like on its own, it was entertaining. I guess Ugh, a five. <laughs> five. Like yeah. there's yeah. But those comic two comic runs are tens. Yeah. Like those two comic runs are so. Good. So let me explain my rating, just so that people don't jump mm -hmm. on me. It's like this is way too high. When you take it by a scene by scene basis, separate scenes, mm -hmm. and just look at it, there there's a lot of great here. content there, right? The um, the colorless planet fight, mm -hmm. extremely great extremely gay the ending past the kids part really good stuff there i like the kids part actually uh, i know it's probably someone like a new parent probably but as soon as the kids like i was fighting back tears when the kids all get he's like you all have the power of thaw and all the kids are like Rah! oh man and like the little girl with her doll killing demons i was like oh my god i'm like practically crying I, I that's can, a beautiful scene and i, I love can it. get past that <laughs> i can get past that um I thought Eternity was cool. Yes, very cool. Um, cool. I thought um, some of the stuff they did with Valkyrie was pretty interesting as well. Um, yeah. And I like a lot of the Mighty Thor stuff. Even the the presentation of the Guardians, mm. I think 
I think is, is doing a great service to them because I feel like Endgame made them kind of look like buffoons and the Guardians are really competent. They might go about well, things... Well, that's my problem with what something we'll talk about later is in the movies, they are buffoons. They're competent. Other than Gamora, buffoons. they're buffoons. I'll tell you what, my... They're even making Nebula a buffoon now, which is ridiculous. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little uh, triggered during uh, the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy special. Okay. Tell you that. But those elements I liked, that's why it's that high. The reason why it takes off a lot of it is because it's not a cohesive story that makes any narrative sense where I'm emotionally engaged enough from point A to point B. My takeaway was What's I didn't care. I didn't care, oh, but I came away like not caring what comes next with these characters. Like Fair I enough. was largely like just like, oh Thor, you could really like. I, I he was like, oh, and Thor had this daughter, and they were loving thunder, and blah blah blah. I was like, I don't care. I'm like, like can, I, can I go home now? Like that was that was my feeling at the end of the movie. Uh, it was just kind of like I, I wasn't super happy. I think like Jane's death was sort of this weird note where she goes to heaven right away and she meets up with Idris Elba and it's kind of like, okay, now what, you know, what's, what, what is this supposed to be setting up? Um, you know, but like there should have been the beta Ray bill movie. Like he's a sillier character. Like they want to be to do a silly one. Like don't have cancer Thor and gore the God butcher in your silly <laughs> cancer movie. Thor. <laughs> cancer Thor. Um, People weren't excited. Sorry for interrupting you there, Dave. I got triggered again. Well, no, I, 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 well, the Hercules cameo at the end too. I was like, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily. I'm there for that. I, I wasn't excited by that. You you didn't see the iron in his thighs, the virtue in his heart. No, I was, (laughs) I was a little bit underwhelmed. Do you know the next line? No. no, I was a bit underwhelmed, and I was a bit just like I, 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 I uh, the whole thing with Jane Foster in Valhalla was like kind of lame for me, and I didn't like where this left off, and I wasn't excited for the next. She movie. was an Asgardian warrior who died in battle. Of course, she's gonna get That's to Valhalla. Valhalla. Cool, but like I don't need to see it. Like I don't know. Like um, it, it was just I didn't like it. I'm glad Korg's gone. I'm sad Jane's gone. I'm sad Gore's gone because now Robert Eggers can't do a Gore movie unless he comes back. Like off the top of my head, if that's <laughs> true, I don't go... know how they do the serious Thor movie now. Like they've used Malekith badly, and they've and that one shouldn't have been so serious. Malekith is the more silly villain, but they've would used you, Gore. Would now. you be okay, like, David, if they just go? We're just gonna have Eggers just do love and thunder redo gore <laughs> just do it just why not yeah i would sure <laughs> i'm the real gore I'll take i'll take love and thunder thunder out of the head cannon and put the eggers version back in I, I would i'm glad I would, i'd be there for that yeah just say all right I, let's move like on shall we? i'm not the real negan that was the other negan so so many negans and i don't yeah. care about any of them everyone was next there. i am groot or, or i am host you are groot you guys are. Does this count? Is what? MCU? Yeah. This is all canon yeah. stuff. This is stuff that was happening to Groot. Well, uh, he was little. I am Groot. Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. Okay, Dave. Uh... Groot. So this had five episodes. They were all about five minutes long. There was Groot's first steps. 
There was The Little Guy. There was Groot's Pursuit. There was my personal favorite, Groot <laughs> Takes a Bath. And there was Magnum Opus. So is Dave going to do the synopsis? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll, break, we'll break the force with Dave here. This is the worst one to give me to me. <laughs> Dave's getting some tough I was picks. so happy. I was so happy. I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot takes a bath. <laughs> I am Groot Opus. I am Groot goes to school. I think that's the best you're gonna get. <laughs> I am Groot in the big red dog. <laughs> I am Look, Groot. You, you did a valiant effort there, Dave. Valiant. Uh, effort. Groot's oh, going around. He's in the garden. He's young and he's hip. Oh hip. All right. So look, these weren't anything to write home about. Um, I enjoyed the bath one, but like Groot's first steps, he just gets out of the pot, knocks a few things over. It's kind of like you know, Guardians meets Minions. They tell me, but I've never seen Minions, so I can't really confirm that. But and then there's this one where Groot gets to be the bigger guy, not the little guy, and then the other one's kind of has a funny end. Um, Groot's pursuit. I don't even remember what that one is. Jeez. So and Groot's pursuit. The bath one was awesome though. I like he's like keeps because he's bathing in the mud. His leaves are growing in super fast and like. There he is having a nice bath there, but it's pretty funny because then he's trying to shave the leaves off in different ways. And yeah, I got a kick out of that one, but I don't know. You guys have anything to say about these? Magnum Opus, he draws a picture of him and the Guardians, and they were about to get mad at him, but he's like, Look at the picture I drew. And they're like, Oh, I have nothing to say about this. <laughs> um, Meal. De- Devin, I've already kind of stated um, my feelings about. Um, the resources spent on this series instead of other series. Um, Fair enough. So, uh, yes. Look, I am a Guardians fan. I am, right? And I should preface it more of a Guardians movie fan than a book fan, right? Because um, I, I still don't see no major movie. victory. So, uh, Well, they find him in the ice. You know, he's frozen somewhere. Um. I have almost every single Funko Pop of the Guardians, and um, I did not watch this series at all. I did not oh, wow. have any interest in watching this series. Uh, I, I just it just felt like why why do I need to watch this? Right, and it's for kids for sure. It, it for kids, which is cool, but. It, it, like, oh, look. Unlike Prodigy, I don't feel like it has any sort of appeal. I feel like that's something that Star Trek has actually outdone Marvel on here. Mm, Prodigy is better than this, if that's what you're saying. That's like okay. so, uh, how we can compare. All right, so do we rate this next? one? What's Jamil next? hasn't seen it. <laughs> do we next? rate this one? Okay. Sure. What's next you... with this character? Well, he grows up and we see him in the Christmas special. So, um... I'm giving it a. What do you want to give it, Davin? Like a like a three. Wow! Wow! 
Different it's lens, fine Devin. for what it is. Different lens. I'll give it a, a four. Well, if it's like if I'm looking at it through like a kid's lens, then like you know, give it a five, I guess. But there's still not a lot there. Okay. It's not like like Dave said. It's not like Prodigy. Prodigy gives you a lot. This one's just kind of dumb slapstick and stuff like that. You know. Jamil, what's your rating? Um, he hasn't seen it. Not applicable. Not applicable. Okay. Well, it has a six point seven IMDb. If anyone's wondering. Uh, but oh, we're, it's pretty low for us here. Fair. Okay. I mean, it's not bad. It's just like, it's just nothing, nothing That's sauce. A... When's X-Men 97 coming out? Yeah, this year sometime. Well, this coming year. Okay. So, well, what's the next right, one? Is it She-Hulk? No. Nope. Cheers, said Helga. Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. She-Hulk. She Attorney at law. Yeah. Now, this yes. is something that should be fun to talk about. Shulky. I... Shulky, one of my favorite comic book characters. I have the number one issue in my box back there. Yeah, there she is. Yeah, yeah. Now, so. I don't necessarily have this love of this character like you two do. Like, I don't hate this character, but like, I there's a there's a lot of people who like I, I'm gathering, much like Deadpool, have like this sort of cult following for this character, have this sort of appreciation for this character, and that's cool. I just don't necessarily an underappreciated character, really. Yes. Yeah. I don't I just don't necessarily it doesn't necessarily is not the same for me, but I liked this show, I think, more than most people seem to. So um I'm excited to talk about it. I know you guys are probably gonna be positive on it, and I'm I'm actually pretty positive on it too. Although this is the only like this one thing right now that turns me into a troll on social media. <laughs> just defending She Hulk. <laughs> defending She Hulk, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like literally, I've never heard a complaint about this show that sounded like anyone has ever read a She Hulk comic before. Like, this show was this and this show was that. I'm like, yes, it was a She Hulk comic put to life. It's like, this is what She Hulk comics are. Yeah, like, I have them all. I have all, them all. <laughs> this is what She Hulk is, and they yeah. did it well. Yeah. Um, uh, what is your favorite run? Are you a Brian guy or are you a slot? Slot? No, my favorite run actually. Is now the burn run. The burn run is great. Yeah, it's the Charles Soul run. Yeah. It's only twelve issues, but I love it. It's I'm I'm a slot quintessential guy. She-Hulk. Uh, I love the guy. slot run too. Yeah, it just gets a bit crazier. She goes off into space and gets yeah. a bit crazier. I like my She-Hulk a little more grounded. Like so does the burn run. Like anything can happen in a She-Hulk comic. She yeah. does do crazy stuff. But I just liked the way Soul did it. That's I, what I was expecting. I was expecting more of the Soul yeah. side, but it was a little, it skewed a little more burn. Yeah. Which is a little so, more true to the classic character. So that's fine. So, so Dave, just from that dis- dis- discussion, you see, it's a wide, like, it's a wide area that this character covers, right? Sure. So when they're like, it's too wacky, it's like, it could be wackier. Right. Oh yeah, it could get wet. Right. Yeah. She hangs out with Howard. she lives in the building with Howard the Duck in the Soul yeah. Run. Yeah, I didn't um, feel. I, I don't feel like it was too wacky. I would love to hear about your new brand synopsis, Ooh, synopsis. by Jamil. So Jennifer Walters, a lawyer, up and coming lawyer, um, is um, hanging out with her cousin Bruce Banner, the Incredible oh, Hulk, oh. and um, unfortunately there is an accident where um, his blood is transferred onto hers and she uh because of genetic similarities uh she's able I'm to the savage shield 
yeah. um, um, have the gamma infused blood enter her bloodstream, turning her into dun, 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 a She Hulk. Um, now she's whisked away by her um, her, her cousin and is uh, trained to become um, the best She Hulk she can be. Um, now, Which takes her after- like twenty minutes. It took him fifteen years. Yeah. She does a great job in t- in terms of acclimating to that process and uh, wants to resume her life as a lawyer. Um, she has trouble um, initially getting that started, which leads her to um, eventually getting a job at G- G&H. G-L-K-N-H. 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 Um, a superhero law firm. And uh, she is... Uh, uh, well, they're not. Right. They want to start off a superhero yeah. division within Heatherhead. Yeah. Uh, she meets a variety of interesting characters, um, and um, porcupine. Yes, yeah. a mystery um, unfolds in the background, where eventually uh, she is led to a situation where there is this gigantic conspiracy against her. Um, but all of that is whisked away in typical She-Hulk fashion as she saves the day. With the the help of a, a baseball capped robot, um, that is She Hulk. Yes, it's pretty good synopsis. Very well done, Jamil. Didn't want to like when we're doing a synopsis, you want to hit the major points more heavy yeah. on the the beginning, but you also want to leave a little bit of mystery of the journey that is along the way. She meets a fellow lawyer. Yes. At one point, Calgary so Flames good. colors uh, so on Daredevil. Oh my gosh, uh, I so, love that so much. Sorry, I thought the guy dressed as a devil was a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> 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 so good. Uh, oh, yeah, man, the, the and, the you know, she was... gets her classic suit. Yeah, uh, which I was I didn't care so much about because again, I don't I'm not as like attached to the source material as you guys are. Uh, but like these was, crazy kids, look at them crazy young kids. The show, the show was, was good, like it was fun, and like the, largely I really liked uh Tatiana Maslani. Although, okay, my one critique of this, okay, I got a couple critiques. Okay, you want to hear them? Uh, they're, they're small, they're nitpicky, they're not big. They're okay, Tatiana Maslani. Okay, when she's in her Jennifer Walters uh uh form, right? She's got the curly hair, but when she becomes She Hulk, straight hair. Why would her hair change curliness? <laughs> and why would it undo when she goes back to She-Hulk, like the human it, form? I, I don't you. like this. I, I'm against this in particular, okay? Like, this is not... I know hair... it doesn't have a mustache, but Thunderbolts or Ross does. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You don't you don't grow mustaches with gamma rays or undo <laughs> gamma ray mustaches or you don't curly know what hair. gamma rays do. Stop pretending you're some sort of gamma ray expert. <laughs> okay, that's my one thing. And then uh I didn't quite like when she got the powers in the first place, like when she just gets the blood on her and like it goes into her cut and then like it was like boom 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 she she hulk. I was like, that's almost too fast. I was like, I thought it could have been comics. Yeah. No, he gives her a transfusion. Yeah, it's, it's slower in the comics, I know, right? And so I thought this was, like, super fast. Um, well, I like this better because if he had to, the way they've established his character in the MCU, if he had to give her a transfusion, he would refuse. He would yeah. not do it. Yeah. So, so it had to be like this? You thought that, that it had to had... be like this. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the inhibitor I was wondering how they, they were going to do it because I didn't think a transfusion was ever going to happen. The inhibitor technology is good because um, later used in the series and um, having the technology out there is great when we introduce mutants as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I, I, I thought it's a great a great use of it and the technology being taken in by uh, uh, not damage control. What is the... Um, Damage, oh, uh, damage no, but they have a acronym. Didn't they use an acronym for the jail? Intelligentsia? Oh, the no. raft? No, it's, that, this isn't the raft. The raft is in the water. This, um, the jail that they use here. Oh, not the fridge. Anyways, not the fridge. The land jail? Hmm. Anyways, regardless. There's a lot of jails in Maryland. <laughs> a lot. And they always get broken into for whatever reason. Oftentimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it happens in superhero times, usually. Yeah. Um, okay. CGI wasn't the strongest. Yes. Maybe if they canceled a, a, show, a show beforehand <laughs> and used those resources, right? The CGI resources for another show, maybe we wouldn't be in such a, a pickle to begin with. But at the end of the day, look. I, I come from an era where like CGI has like high highs and low lows. Okay. Terminator two was back in 90, high high. Like, 91, 92. Right. And that CGI is fantastic. CGI two years later looked like dog crap. Okay. So it is willingness and money that solves these issues. And with the yeah. rate that Marvel's pumping these things out, sometimes you're not going to get the best work in skill you got to get the right house too it's like the x-men animated series there's like the good animation house and the bad animation house and they use them both but you can tell who's done which episode (laughs) at the end of the day though the amount of garbage that people watch and accept willingly but all of a sudden she hulk needs to be oh i know avatar Right? That's why I'm a troll when it comes to this. Which which makes no sense to me because the show was great. I didn't hear people crapping on the CGI in Morbius and Venom, those dog shit shows, right? Movies, but yet She-Hulk. Nobody saw those. Be, <laughs> I, I I honestly had no issues with the CGI in She-Hulk. It needs really. to be the top tier of animation. Oh, I can't get into the story. The animation's way too bad. I'm like. I- so wonder story two you just watched more um, morbius and you had no problem with that garbage so don't turn around and all of a sudden there's a, a watermark that you can't your eyes cannot i remember how bad it used to, to be it. kids i remember mm-hmm. the ang lee hulk, the days of okay? puppets yeah you remember, <laughs> you remember oh the, the the hulk dogs yeah look the hulk used to be bad the hulk got good okay i i and still defend good. Angly Hulk. I think that is the bad movie. Bad so movie and bad looking CGI. Better than Incredible Hulk. I hate Incredible Hulk. No, Incredible Hulk's just a nothing movie. Yeah. It's like nothing really no ambition. No. no, no ambition. It is Ed Norton's like jerking himself off. Honestly, <laughs> oh. but there you have it. Uh, and then to the end, we get uh, Scar, son of Hulk. <laughs> the haircut that people. The haircut. Okay. He has to go, the the court scene with her and Daredevil was great. Um, Just like in the comics, he no, is a better. Can, can you put Can you put him back up, <laughs> again, please? Yeah. 
This haircut. Okay, can we? Uh, I know. He's, Nobody likes to... this guy. No he wants to. He wants to haircut up when he's oh, talking. Yeah, we, we just need to stop. We just need to stop okay. and talk about this. Right, okay, so like, but and and, and, and Bruce Banner shows up here in this uh, white tank top beater, if you will, as well as a blue Hawaiian kind of looking shirt. You bring Scar, his son here, buzzed in the front, but like a pulled back tight man bun mullet thing going on here in the back and i don't know i don't think it works i think it i don't think Spill on it. any planet it works um <laughs> you know and uh i think he's got to get that that's a stan lee haircut okay don't hate okay don't hate you got I can't the haircut help it. from the stan lee haircutter on sakar so leave him be i'm not going to criticize stan lee's um work okay now, as much as I love this show, there's mm-hmm. one thing I loved even more, and that yeah. is Titania was fantastic. I don't oh, care. Titania what, was great. Oh my gosh, I she's I lame. She was totally like a lame, no what? <laughs> lame no and way. Way. lame oh and boring. Oh my gosh, she's no the perfect way. modern I, villain. Oh my gosh, like, perfect. And that's was, that's another example where they took kind of a nothing character and made her interesting. Titania is kind of like a nothing character. You would have hated Titania if it was exactly like the comic books. I don't know, but I, I guess so. I just wasn't like necessarily engaged. The, like, act, the actor group. who plays Titania, whoever that is. Um, Jamil. Jamil. Oh, from Star Trek. From Star Trek Prodigy. From Star Trek yeah, Prodigy, Prodigy and The Good Place. Essentia. Yeah, Sensia. Uh the, yeah. the the what's her the Vindicator. Uh as she's yes, there. the Vindicator. Yeah, I, I have she, her pop. Yeah, she's good. So, I, I love Titania. She's good. Over Tiffany there, also but... loves Titania. Tiffany, Titania is Tiffany's favorite thing in the MCU yet. I think. Oh, but I didn't <laughs> really like her in this. Like she was just like, Ugh. the mm. amount of work she, she stole her, her like her her name. <laughs> like she stole her identity. Copyright. That was funny. She's that that part, that, that bit was thing. funny. Like she was funny, she was funny as a comedic device, but she's not funny. She's not compelling to me as a villain because she's just a joke. Well, they did turn all the villains into jokes in this. Now right. she's a little more threatening. Like she actually like stalked her to a wedding to punch her it up and get her like. Yeah. But like the but intelligentsia turned out to be like there's no threat unless there. they're just like a surface level and there is a real intelligence. You compare like, where it'll go. Like in um, Jessica Jones, when uh, the David Tennant character there, like how he was such a Kilgrave. Well, Purple Man is one of the scariest villains of them. Right. <laughs> Hold on. So, Dave. Okay, we come back to this. Understand. <laughs> this is the lens. She-Hulk is presented in a specific lens, right? So, therefore, Titania in a Daredevil series or Titania in. Um, a Jessica Jones series, she is a scary, scary villain with that much power that an influence, an influence, and also the the fact that she feels herself above everything, laws, society, everything, willing to do whatever it takes to get ahead. She just can't beat She Hulk, but she'll she'll keep ramming and doing her best to get there right so in a different lens she would be presented differently she would they can do that they can set up titania in like i don't know ms marvel as this other threatening villain or in i don't know whatever came before right like they have plenty of opportunities to set titania up 
and then um you know and then bring her in here and then you can bring her in for comedic effect i think this is something that she hulk and eventually when they merge over um deadpool into the mcu which is a similar kind of a character that is going to try to straddle this fourth wall um reality bending kind of aspect it's more playing for the laugh you know i think it's going to be something that they they're going to have to come to grips with or you're like okay here's this character who you're saying is normally terrifying is normally this great villain but because she it's she hulk and the tone of she hulk is funny and well, we're saying titania is normally not a great villain except right. through this lens like this is oh, the, okay. this is them making a character out of titania because otherwise she was in the comics she's a, a girl who was thought of as ugly then she got these superpowers and started dating absorbing man and that's her entire character yeah right like, but, and, but what i'm just, saying could she's be trying true, to though. be she just tries to beat she hulk that's she all she does She-Hulk. right she the closest she ever got to my recollection is she gets the power stone right and yeah just wrecks she hulk and the only way oh, that and she got one of those fancy hammers during fear itself yes fear itself too yeah um the only way she was able, the only reason she lost was because she Hulk beat her with Jen as Jen. Just Jen. Yeah, just Jen. Just Jen, attorney at law. I thought that was. <laughs> I loved the way they straddled the fourth wall breaking in this. I thought it was that was pretty much. It wasn't heavy handed as much as it could no. have been. It was all right. Except until the end when she's jumping through the Netflix screen. But again, she does that in the comics too. In the comics, she Hulk has walked into the writer's room of her very own writers and threatened them to make it better. That was all right. I didn't mind that. Uh, That's what she does. I thought that the the ending was kind of interesting and memorable and kind of different. I was so angry about it. I'm not angry about it. I was good with it. I was good with it when she. I was like, I was like, you you are you're better off with this Matt Murdock guy. He seems good for you. Uh, You know, like great couple. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I I thought I was that guy who like totally screwed her over and stole her blood or whatever. Like you know, like he needed to get his comeuppance. I thought that like, but um, you know, didn't he's yet. supporting cast in this. Like Nikki was great. Pug was Nikki, funny. Pug is yeah, great. yeah. So, like, you had uh, Larry Appleton. Yes, Larry yes. Appleton. Her parents. Her, her parents. parents. You know. Yeah. Her dad. Oh, friggin' uh, friggin' yeah, like cousin oh, Larry Baker, cousin Larry, Baker. yeah, cousin Larry, yeah. Yeah, you know, Mark he was Lynn great. Baker. Actually, it's a joy. What's the shovel for? For for digging holes. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Mark Lynn Baker is is his name. He is a great actor. You see him on Ghosts. Um, he was awesome in Perfect Stranger. Bring him his flowers. He's awesome in everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tatiana Maslany was amazing. Uh, He's great too, man. A, a yeah. Canadian treasure. I didn't yeah. know she was Canadian until like somewhat recently, yeah, like a week ago. Like, was she advertised in the show? She's like, I'm Canadian. What? Yeah, I was like, oh, well, they have the, I think that's why they have the Winnipeg joke on one of her dates. Like yeah, one of her dates yeah. starts off, and that's how I got banned from Winnipeg, Canada. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was. It's right. You, yeah, you, uh, like, what do you have to do to get banned from Winnipeg? I mean, anyway, I've been to so, Winnipeg. Um, what things... next with these characters? Okay. Uh, oh, Dave, go ahead, go first. I jump ahead of you. Dave, go first. I'll, I'll wrap it together. I'll wrap it together. What's all left right. with the Shield characters? Um, okay. Yep. Well, first of all, either Matt Murdock has to move to LA or she has to move to New York, and they got to figure that out. Like, because I don't think this long. Oh, they're not getting together. They're, They're getting together. together. That like, no, no, that was it. Come no, on. You'll never even see them in the same room. They're just room friends. Again. 
just no, friends. they're not just no. You they're they're the new Chandler and Monica. You're the new hot lady. couple. Yeah, I'm shipping it. The new uh, Chandler and Monica were they a hot couple? <laughs> oh yeah, I thought it was Ross and Rachel. Well, that was that was they were on that, a break. They were more of a mess. They're in a break, and um, but you know, uh, the the power right. couple was Ross and Chandler. Or no, uh, who whatever. <laughs> um, okay, whoever, so those pick. two friends people. I digress. I can go for another season of the show. I think that there's more in the law firm. I don't like the boss guy. I think they need to work on him. Um, and uh, and the you know, but otherwise, I I I will keep watching this show. Like this is not, I'm good for the show. The people who are upset with the show, I don't know what to tell them. It's I don't feel like this. There's a lot of critiques about Phase Four of the MCU, and a lot of it like gets She-Hulk seems to be at the top of the list. But for me, it's not. It's I thought it was good. I thought it was uh, it fits in, and is it's towards the top of my list. Okay. Uh, for me, um, I would love to see She-Hulk in a non-She-Hulk show, first off, mm-hmm. or movie, but. presented as something totally different that just once again seems weird because the lens in which it's being presented at isn't the same lens as this show at the same time i want more she hulk the show i i I hope i get double the amount of episodes and i hope that they actually get um uh uh attorney consultant so that the they kind of tightened the uh, the lawyer aspect of the show because that was one of the weaker parts of the show. Um, That's why watching... I love the Charles Soul run. He he was a lawyer, yeah. so he um, knew what he was doing. The legal the, the the legal eagle. Um, I watched that YouTuber, um, and he um, he had some yeah, choice like words, <laughs> choice words about the show and how it presented law. I think that there's a lot of funny things inherently with law that I think She Hulk can explore and. With proper guidance, he'd be I a good consultant can, for that show. Actually, he would be legal a legal consultant. Um, yeah, I want more Titania. I want Titania in everything. I want her in the Marvels. I want her in Echo. <laughs> I want her in Daredevil. I want her in um, Blade. I want her in everything. I want Titania to be everywhere in the billboards in the backgrounds. I want Dave to never forget the character <laughs> and Jamila El Jamil. Honestly, she loves playing the character so much. She would probably Nopsis do it. By Jamil. <laughs> by Jamil. Do it for free. Yeah. Are you biased on her because her name's like yours, Jamil? Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I, but I love her. Partially. I love her. She's great. Partially. She's great. Yeah. Like she did. She like great. when you when you see people who play characters in like movies, they're like, for a time being, I'm going to be promoting this. Well before and well after, she was like like really into this character she like turned her account into a titania account and had like she was purposely like down voting and like um uh booing any type of she hulk promotion like she went all in on this character she had mm-hmm. a blast and it's it's nice to to see someone else care about those characters outside of um um imani like it's it's nice to see another person care about what we're watching Vellani. as well. Sorry, Ivani. Vellani. Vellani. Iman Vellani. Yeah. Iman Vellani. I combine the names. So um, as for Hulk, meh. Um, well, we know where that was going there. We're, we're eventually gonna he's get going to get going back to Sakaar. 
Yeah. We're getting mm-hmm. His son. But it can't be his own movie, so they're still going to have to jam that. No, just um, they're talking about 2023. Uh, the rights might revert back. Okay. Universal well, might give it up. Then they should do World War Hulk because it's scary. Hulk. Yeah. That's how you do it. Um, uh, what else? Yeah. Uh, Daredevil. What's next? Daredevil, exactly. We know what's Daredevil, going there. he's going to do his stuff. They, they're not together. Daredevil has a life in New York. Give up that dream, Dan. Dave. Stop shipping. Stop the ship now. Jen, There's no more She-Hulk and Daredevil. That's it. Jen has her no, life in LA. They're getting married, guys. You're just no. getting married in season two. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I Daredevil think and She-Hulk sitting in a tree. Intelligentsia breaks the wedding. They call her a slut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she's a slut in that video. Intelligentsia, I would oh love God. to see them presented in a different lens because yeah. the concept with, with the leader of them actually is pretty behind scary. Them. With yeah. the leader actually behind the them actual leader, which hopefully we get yeah. in um, New World Order. Uh, we'll yeah, say. well, that's the rumor. That's yes. the rumor. And adamantium, great villain. Yeah. And Adam- Adamantium in New World Order is being it. Let's let's uh, talk about X. Yeah. I know. I mean, the only thing to talk about X here is like the fourth wall break, and Deadpool's going to do a lot of that too. But She-Hulk was the originator. People like to think it's Deadpool, but it was are you not. surprised we're waiting so long to get Deadpool in the MCU? Like it's makes sense. No, they're taking their time to bring all this Fox stuff in. There's still rights they're fighting with and different. Little and, and plus, they, they probably had to stop halfway. Once once they decided that they were going to get Hugh again, they probably had to restart. Can we rate this one? Yeah, let's rate it. Uh, here. So. I'm not going to be biased. <laughs> I liked it. Seven and a half. Real? 9.5. How much? 9.5. Nine and a half. Okay. Yes, I concur with Jamil. 9.5. It was fantastic. It was the She-Hulk show I always wanted. Yep. Okay, well, uh, I, I, I liked it. Didn't love it, but I will keep going. That's okay. So, More for me. Right. Yeah. We're moving on to... Werewolf by Night. Ow! Werewolf by this actually came Werewolf. out the day after Black Panther's release date. So, well, just... I don't agree with your release dates. We're doing right. my order. <laughs> All right, where we'll find night. Um, <laughs> initial thoughts. I, I love this one. What did oh, you Dave's think? Dave's not gonna uh, do synopsis details by Dave. No, no, I, I, uh, well, I can if you want. I'll give you the, the, so this is a story of a mansion with a bunch of ghost killer people. And um, this like guy has died, and uh, he was like the leader of like he had like the the special monster killing weapon thing or something, and um, and Ulysses oh, Bloodstone, his name Ulysses Bloodstone, yeah. And so all the all of the superheroes or all the the ghost killer people have shown up to claim this, and uh, his widow is there, nice. and, and one of the people to claim it is his like estranged daughter. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and we find out that one of the people there to claim it is actually a monster himself and actually is trying to rescue this other monster named Larry or something. Um, yeah. You named after your father and you didn't remember? Teddy! Teddy! It was Teddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
and it was a, something like that. And uh, <laughs> yeah. we had well, Mikey, Kirk Thatcher. Yeah, Kirk Thatcher. It was good. It was a good story. I, um, I think we're done can't the explain fourth. it to us. All right, I guess Dave's <laughs> done breaking the fourth. I'll pick it up. So they're here to get the bloodstone. They have to have a fight to the death, a competition to the death. But And there's also a monster loose in the maze as well, which is Man-Thing, Ted. Ted yes. Salas, which is legit to the comics. A great yeah. character. I, I do love me some Man-Thing. Hey, you guys want to see my giant-sized Man-Thing? Yeah. That's what he tells all the ladies. <laughs> that's, that's my go-to comic book joke. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw what you were laying out there. I thought you were going to show us a giant-sized man thing. Oh, well, <laughs> who's got time for that? Um, so, uh, yeah, so they they have the competition werewolf by night, as he's known, but also known as uh, Jack Russell, is there to free his buddy, which is nice. I like to see that. Uh, I'd like to picture them as the beginning of the Midnight Suns. They're already buddies, so they can like kind of branch their relationship off into other uh, other relationship with creepy, mystical people like Moon Knight and such. It was black and white, this story, too. I, f- I forgot that in my details. It was until the end. So, yeah. So, you know, they put Elsa into a cage with Jack, and then they unleash his werewolf nature with the Bloodstone, I think. Um it's not and his time of the crazy, month. That's but... a crazy scene, though. Her acting here, where like he's turning into a, a werewolf and she's freaking out about it. Amazing! What a great actress she is, Laura Donnelly. Nature yeah. to the werewolf. Great design. I enjoyed this. This movie actually was one of the few things Murphy and I ever agree on on Hold Up. So we both liked this movie quite a bit. It's one of our certified A movies yeah. over there on Hold Up. Looks fantastic. Great creature design. Great tone. Like um, a man thing there once oh they get the gosh, color in. Oh. Beautiful. Is this Teddy? That's, That's Teddy. Ted, yeah. Teddy Sales. And this this ties in with MCU how? <laughs> Multiverse, well, baby. Because this is, again, a lot of the work done this year in the MCU is building out the mystical side of their world. And this does an even better job of it than Moon Knight, which was hit. That one was a little more contained or doctor strange um, or doctor strange which was just a little all over the place but this one was very specifically there's monsters there's monster hunters they know each other they work together sometimes it's like supernatural um, the show i i don't know I've never you've seen never that. seen that no hunting things saving people the family business i know i just like look if i see a couple pretty people as the stars or something i just don't watch it anymore i'm old and uh, pretty young well, people don't entertain me very well, well um, it went 15 seasons it was uh yeah, well, i guess they got old then yeah but uh, uh i read yeah. out of steam after season four season five was good and then season six uh, so this one I gotta say, big fan. I love Gail Garcia Bernal as Jack Russell. Man, he was like, he's kind of a haunting kind of guy. It was kind of weird. He was interesting. He was very like different in his, uh, the way he just mm. performed on screen for me. I really enjoyed him. He was, Kirk Thatcher was great. He didn't, he didn't feel, um, who are the, not Kirk Thatcher, the other guy, the, uh, he didn't feel like threatening until he turned into a werewolf. 
mm-hmm. uh, and that was cool. Uh, so uh, I was, I, and I really liked uh, the the daughter lady, uh, Elsa. Yeah, Elsa. She was great. Elsa. She wasn't an ice queen. She was. Uh, she didn't let it go. <laughs> she ice was. Queen? She was going for the fries. So <laughs> <laughs> the blood still. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. Let it go. All right. That's Your impressions, Jamil. Um, I did not know what to expect from this series, this show, um, mainly because Marvel has had the reluctance to kind of get into genre work, and seeing the the toe dipping that was Multiverse of Madness, especially with um. With Raimi, I was um, this year is another. I think we could say about this whole year of Marvel movies is that's them dipping their toes in different pools. The She Hulk and this and Miss yeah. Marvel, like all very different things. Uh, this one was a slam dunk. It was a grand slam. Like, yeah, I, I've, I've. It's rare to see all elements of production kind of cohesively made into, uh like this grand project and it's not like it does anything amazingly well like you can say well there's better act actor performances in other shows or the score is more memorable or uh you know but as a whole it is so good like nothing fails itself it doesn't fail itself in one portion of it's not long it's yes it like it tells a, a complete story that you are drawn in and you like exhale at the right amount of time. It, it It's the perfect template for, I think a lot of storytelling that Marvel should be doing going forward. Not everything needs more to be of these a special presentations some more yeah. of these, not everything needs to be a six episode season, right? Yeah. Maybe you just need to check in on a character and this is mm-hmm. the per, this is the, the, best way this is the perfect way um it is the evolution Especially to build a team yeah like which they're doing with the midnight suns here introduce them all in these and then the, this is together. the evolution of the of the um the the little dvd scenes that we used to get you know a funny thing happened on the way to the um to oh, see yeah. thor and the consultant and item 47 right this is the perfect evolution of it. I this this is getting a ten for me. I'm I'm just mm, laying it out there. It's, it's getting a ten. Yeah, a ten. A ten. This me is too. getting a ten. It's pretty much perfect I, for what it is. A ten, Jamil. Yeah. What is this negative? Now keep in mind, yeah. a ten in something doesn't mean that it's not super deep or anything yeah. like that. It's, right? it's not like oh, you gave something a nine point five. That means it's not as good. It's like no. Right. Understand that for this presentation, this project is together. This is the best that it could be. It it hit its full potential. Right. Mm-hmm. It's an entertaining mm-hmm. product. Other things get lower marks because there's misses and stuff. It's still good, but it could have been better if they tighten the screws on a, a set of things. We need to look at ratings like this, not like we're it's a measuring stick between each and every single thing. All right. Well, I'm giving this an eight point two. Uh, it was okay. It was. It was pretty <laughs> good. Been stingy on the ratings today. Look at this list. Dave's been quite stingy on this 2022. 
be interesting to see what happens here. Conservative, perhaps. Murphy (laughs) gave it a ten. Okay, let's. I'll I'll just tell you right now. Murphy gave it a ten. He gave Werewolf by Night. Murphy liked it even more than me, and I gave it a ten. Murphy's gonna give it a a ten. Give it an eleven. You can can lock that in. You can talk to him about it. I bet you he'll say ten. Just listen to that episode to hold up. All right. Well, it's it's fine. I don't need to watch it again. The first episode. It was good. Wait, you don't need to no. watch this again? I don't I think, need to. I think you no. should watch it every year. This is this is the <laughs> Halloween tale. Not likely. Not likely. It oh. was good, but I, I'm good now, and I will move on. That's all. That was my right. sort of uh, takeaway. What right. What's next with these characters? The Midnight Suns. That's what we're going to see. Even Elsa, I hope, because she yeah, was Elsa. great. Sure. Are we going to get the Jared Leto Morbius, though? Stop I it. I hope not. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, stop it. Let's get moving on. We're going on to the next movie. I don't even want to talk yeah. about these Folks, we're not we're not gonna be talking about those things because those don't count as okay. Yeah, they don't count. They're not on the list. Yeah. But no, apparently the I am Groot cartoon was, but uh, Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can can Dave do this one too? <laughs> Black Panther. You want Dave to do this one too? Yeah, I would love At least okay. you the last so, one. All right, Dave gets Black Panther and Jamil right. gets the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. I'll give you the... Okay, I will. All right, here, Black Panther. Uh, shit, where did you go with this? Okay, um, well, guess what? Black Panther's dead. That's where we start. Um, kind of dramatically, we don't even get to see him die. Uh, he's just... Dying, and then you know, uh, Shuri, his sister, is trying to create a cure with the um, the heart shaped herb, which was destroyed, of, I which I had forgotten about by the way, uh, by Killmonger in the previous movie. And uh, but it was not for naught, and they're like, You need to go see him now because he's not gonna make it. But she does not go see him, and then the mother comes down, and uh, T'Challa's dead, guys. And so, this movie starts off with this big looming presence of that like you know even though he was already snapped away for five years and came back to life he dies of a mysterious disease and uh they're all wearing the white at the beginning uh that's, that's the funeral color in wakanda and uh you know it's it's a pretty somber thing um really to go on here for the early part we see that uh angela bassett um queen ramonda nice. queen ramonda she becomes the uh, the leader now she inherits the throne instead of Shuri directly, for some reason. Um, and uh, for some reason, okay. I'm not... no, it's your synopsis. Sorry. Well, it didn't go to her. <laughs> Wait, when when her when when uh, T'Challa's father died, it didn't go to the queen. So he was, was already actively the Black Panther at the time, T'Challa. Yeah, so that made him the heir. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, so yeah, there was, I don't know. There was just like a little bit of this real sadness really throughout the film, but there's also this storyline, which I think they already had planned, which was where, you know, they're going to go head to head with the Atlanteans in this movie. Uh, the Wakandans, the Atlanteans and the surface world. And we meet Namor, the Submariner, who's a very, you know, the MC, the Marvel version of Aquaman, I guess. Um, you know, who's always been Namor a favorite was around mine. long before that fool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot of I don't know. I don't know how to sum up that story. Um, but go. Let's go f- catch the fish man. Is what. Uh, <laughs> it's so great. It's cool. Buddy, fish man. I well, love we'll him. Yeah. Everything he says is gold. They call him Kula Kaliki or whatever you know. Kula Kaliki. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Serpent King. Yeah. yeah. That's a badass title. So we should respect yeah. it. Yeah. It was, like, all right. Um, yeah, like it was this movie had a lot of good notes for me. I think it's a very emotional movie, a very memorable movie. I think that the storyline of Wakanda versus Atlantis is sort of overshadowed by all these other things in the movie. Uh, I think that the stuff in the spoilers was very powerful uh, in terms of like, what's that? Yeah. Oh, well, everything with no the, like, the Atlantis, which oh, I was okay. really, I was, okay. okay. When Aquaman, when, no, no, no. when Aquaman came out in DC's version, I was like, how are they going to do underwater talking? You know? And then uh, we, we also, I, we find out that they didn't do it so well. Here was better, but anyway, they didn't do Atlantis. DC is dumb. Yeah, Normally, traditionally, Namor in the comics, in the comics, he's from Atlantis and he's the son of in like, the comics. he's a Namor he's the McKenzie. Son of a Scottish sea captain. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like Bruce a Scottish from McKenzie. He was one of our like, but they made I mean, him like Aztec our, in this movie. And he, and it's like, it's a, uh, it's also related to vibranium because his tribe was like that. Was exposed to vibranium like hundreds of years ago. It didn't all land just in Wakanda. That there was other parts of the, of Earth that were hit with vibranium. Makes more sense. Yeah. 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 This is like, another could... thing where the MCU did it better. I like all this. Yeah. This was interesting there. because like Wakanda's like we thought we had the monopoly on the vibranium, and now that we don't, what does that mean exactly? You know, it's it. Well, there's also like in real life, like there's like in the Congo, they have like cobalt which is like a now a very important mineral for creating batteries like lithium batteries and different things and so and and all of it is pretty much in uh uh the congo but it's like there's creating all these abhorrent conditions there and slavery and different issues that are uh, coming from that but anyway that's i digress but it's just like making you think about the real life uh when like one country i guess has a monopoly on on a natural resource or any kind of particular thing right like in in canada we have what like 70 percent of the world's fresh water for instance so, or like a lot of the, the forest um or countries that have the rainforest for it. so like i think a big message in this movie is like ecology and like sort of like how pollution you saw this in aquaman too where you know like the surface world dumps a lot of our gar all our garbage in the oceans and then uh, if there were fish people, they would not be liking it too much, and they would come up and tell us. And so that's kind of what this movie tells us about. So anyway, I give the floor back to you, Davin. Um, Usually, Shuri you takes the, the mantle. Oh yeah, Shuri's the new Black Panther, by the way. Um, I was uh, expecting this. Very I thought skinny, that, very like cat-like. Yeah, I was happy she got it. I thought she carried this movie largely. Uh, she was really strong as a lead. I, I thought that Angela she Bassett carried this movie. Angela Bassett was also. She's who I always wanted to play Storm, and that, of course, will never happen. But no, God, she but, until, but she, but she also died. She dies in this movie, and I think when she dies, I think uh, Shuri steps up and becomes. Uh, she already is there. It's almost like like Angela Bassett's holding. I'm going to hold up like the house until I I'm uh, until I die, and then it's, now it's on to you, Shuri. And then Shuri's like the the survivor of the family. Uh, along, I guess we find out with T'Challa's son, uh, who's you know left over uh, in Haiti by the end. So, and they have their young prodigy, their young progeny, progeny, Ruby my progeny, progeny. Ruby Williams there. Yeah. Um, His kid, you might say, Wunderkind. The Riri, I, I, I thought her inclusion in the film was sort of like 
I was kind of mixed on my feelings with it. Like I felt like it, I'm like I know they're setting her up for other stuff. What was their world building part that all Marvel movies have to do? They have to have their sacrifice to the. It's yeah. all connected. Yeah, it's all connected, uh, and Doctor so Strange had too much of that. I was okay. I I actually I thought that I was better with the Riri Williams part of things than um than the stuff with uh, uh CIA dude. Uh, what's his name? Ross. Um, Watson. Him and I liked him and Valentina. Yeah. To know him and Valentina. Really yeah, all that I could have done without. Movie. I think it was a waste of time, and he didn't even need to be in the. That's movie. setting up for Thunderbolts. But I, I know, I but that, that's the, the that's the thing is that like I think this is one of the indications where it's all connected and it's all in the same world. But so we have to like inject these other grander storylines mm-hmm. into these other movies, and I feel like we were talking. Really fans about are used to that. I like, know, but like then the other time we were talking about like Ms. Marvel, and we're like, well, we don't need her to interact with the other storylines, or we don't need, you know, she has her own world, or well, this story is separate. I'm too. here for the larger world. I like okay. that it's all connected. And one one point though, but like you were saying earlier, Jamil, about um, how you know uh, the Titania portrayal could be totally different in another series. Yeah, and that's and that's another thing about comics, like. Like I the dev- I think a lot of the divisiveness with comic book movies comes from like there's the comic book fan opinion that's used to a lot of these things. Like you can have ten different writers of Spider Man in a three year span and they all write them entirely not entirely different. They try to stick to it, but different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can tell. Like Dan Slott's Spider Man is way different than you know Stern Spider Man or yeah um, yeah. And sometimes so, those stories, are, those those are books are going out at the same time, right? Where yeah, exactly. But, they, and but they, then they, they sometimes like, they would have to find a way to bring their storylines together when something bigger was happening to Spider Man, mm-hmm. well, right? Typically, what would happen is whoever's whoever is in charge of the overarching story is the one who might write for that trade, right? Yeah. That specific miniseries. So if it's a slot like. I think Slot did Spider Island. He did in Spider Verse. Uh, uh, Spider Island, mm, Spider Verse. Yes, I wasn't a big Spider Island person. But, no, neither was I. Um, he can he can set the tone for the entire series. He might uh, story might be by him, but the script might be by the book's writer. So there's various ways that they can do it, or he can just write the entire you know, miniseries and the miniseries just fits into the comic book. So one's in amazing, the other one's in web, the other one's in spectacular. It happens. Now, going back to my earlier point, um, I mentioned where I was like, oh, I don't really need this to be connected. Ross is inherently a Black Panther character. Sure, yeah, he did pretty much entirely Civil War, right? But he spent sort of Black time- Panther. Yes. Right, the whole Ross thing. Ross is uh, Wakanda's connection to the outside world. Right, you don't really get a perspective outside of outside of Ross when it comes to like everywhere else. You have Talokan, you have Wakanda, and you have Ross representing everyone else. He is their he is their connection to him. So Ross is important. Right? And he sold his soul to the devil for a pair of pants. Right. Comics. So, great. So, one of the great scenes. So th- that's why I-, I feel like I understand what you're saying, Dave, 
but at the same time, there's a vital component of it. Did they give him much to do? Not really. No, not really. <laughs> right? And that can be absolutely argued. Riri, he was great in the first one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I don't hate the character. I just I, I, I know you don't I, hate the character. I, I, just, I don't he didn't need to be in this movie and and I like Julia Louis Dreyfus and her this character fine. I, I but it was just like, oh, I don't need this. And so if 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 I if they get uh, who what why why does Black Panther have to uh deal with this in particular? Uh because I feel like this movie because the world's going to attack them for their vibranium like any the, minute. The, this movie, it's more jarring in because of the whole thing where uh, Chadwick Boseman died and there's all this emotion in the movie. And then it's like, hey, by the way, this is almost like a commercial for like our next big setup or our next Avengers movie. And so I could, that's why I would have probably cut it out of this movie. Whenever I describe this movie to people and people are asking what my impressions were, I, I would usually say Wakanda Forever feels like a sequel to Black Panther 1, but doesn't really isn't really a MCU movie. It is an MCU movie, mind you, but I felt that even though Ross is kind of like the connective tissue to a lot of the other things that that are happening in the outside MCU, it isn't a major focus or it doesn't seem important, right? Uh, we don't have uh, everyone name dropping well, you know, maybe we can get Thor to help us or anything like that. It feels like Wakanda is going to handle Wakanda business, right? They practically go to war. They don't call anyone, right? right. And I wish they did kind of like have um, have Queen Ramonda mention like Wakanda is going to handle their business themselves. No Avengers or anything like that. That would have been... Awesome... She does have some good lines though, like when she's oh, she, at the oh, UN and she's just like, We've been had a non-trading of vibranium policy forever, not because of the dangers of vibranium, but because of the dangers of you. <laughs> like, yeah. And they're all just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Right? Hmm. And then they drag out the, the the France mercenaries right in oh, yeah. the UN. It's like oh, yeah. that that was awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, so like the, and AO is just like game. kneel, and they're all like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I love the Dora Milaje. That's great, and I love that they brought out the Frick Midnight Angels, the only secret society we haven't yet to see. Which hopefully in Black Panthers or you will is yeah. the Hatutzarazi, which are they they were like the white wolf costumes, and uh, that's so, why they call uh, Bucky the White Wolf. Usually, the leader of the Hatutzarazi is called the White Wolf. So. so Dave, yes. Um, if if I could just jump ahead to what's next a little bit, I'll, I'll, I'll sure. sure. I'll be a little bit this movie better. was great. Um, I have a few, couple things to say, but go right ahead with the what's next. Okay. Um, I I think uh, I want to make sure I don't lose what I was just talking about because it's kind of drifting away from me. Um, I feel like what you're seeing here is something that doesn't really isn't presented with um, a, a look at what's happening outside of the MCU, the other places, but it's a clear escalation of, of arms. Right. And you can kind of see where uh, the North American government has to um, up their game. Right. Because North you American? have 
North American, well, it's more the U.S. but anything. So the right? Thunderbolts and stuff is all going to roll out of this, and even Armor Wars. You yeah, know, that kind of because stuff. you see, like, the France Mercenary Squad was severely outmatched. Yeah. Clearly outmatched, right? The Wakanda fighters are on a different level altogether, right? Even the Atlanteans couldn't quite handle the Dora Milaje. Like, yeah. The Taluma was pretty good, but that's it. Yeah. Talokan showed that they're also fierce fighters and they would wreck any uh like North American armed force, right? As it stands currently. So you have a clear example that there's gonna be an escalation in terms of like their efforts, in terms of their arms and everything like that. Right. Namor says it in the post credit scene. He's just yeah. like, they're coming for Wakanda and we're probably their only friend, so we'll just use that to our advantage once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the, the the ties that Wakanda has are gone because that was you know, T'Challa. T'Challa was... Uh, Ross is the only one they have. And Ross they have is Ross, no, and they have maybe Atlantis. Or Ross has no power in North America anymore now. Well, do you feel like Especially Ross should have been in this movie? Well, now you know. See, Ross does. Ross, his power that he has left is his relationship with Val, who is still very high up and powerful. Well, I think I don't think that Val is his power. I think that's going to be one of the the conflicts, or he's going to be the resource for Wakanda dealing with Val. And if okay, and if we can recast Ross, William Hurt died, and Harrison Ford apparently is taking on the role. Yeah, we, but Chadwick Boseman died; he can't be replaced, right? Oh, well, they'll replace him. They just—they did at the end of this movie. They did. They replaced him. No, they—they they, black. Mm-hmm. No, they killed off T'Challa, and he was Black Panther was was succeeded. But what's his uh, son's no. name? Well, T'Challa, but it's it's T'Challa Junior. That's not the same thing. It's uh, the same thing. They, that's not recasting. They, they reset the clock. They reset it. Yeah. So we get T'Challa. The I second. thought they were going to bring in a multiversal T'Challa. I'm glad they did. They went with the child route instead. I didn't want Killmonger. Killmonger's Killmonger. But yeah, didn't you? But they could have. Okay, like it happened when they had um, a buddy um, Don Cheadle came in. Right. That was different. The person didn't die. They just. But no, Harrison, why can William Hurt be replaced? Because he's a villain? Because nobody likes he's William not Hurt. an important character. So it's, it's so subjective. He's going to be an important character, but he hasn't been an important character. Like I, All I could think when I watched this movie was, would it have been better served off if they didn't uh, just say, okay, well, T'Challa is dead now, and yeah, fine, they can have the his successor, and sure, he can take over for a while, and that's fine, but it would have been better just to say, so okay, this guy repl- is now should T'Challa. They replaced, and... Should they replace Carrie Fisher with a different actress? Carrie Fisher? I think maybe. Um, you know, there's. A, I think that there's a... How important Star Wars. is that character anymore? Well, not after these movies. It's even like, less than For ever. me, I think they probably should have, by like the third movie, taking one movie off and making it Shuri. That happens as bad as Star movie. Wars was, like but... the most recent trilogy, the sequel trilogy, is it, it destroyed Star Wars for what they will recast T'Challa. This would just mark my words. It may not even be his son, they will recast him. But um, I don't think they could have done it so quickly. You no, mean, like, so, so like, if they like, against it. 
if they show the afterlife, like if they show like uh, you know, with the panthers and they're in the trees yeah. and then they turn into people, right? Um, like, do you think they'll get like they'll computer generate Chadwick Boseman's face onto some other person in the future, or they'll no. get someone else to play I don't that? Think they need to. They'll just come up with a reason why he looks different, and there's a million reasons you could come up for why that is. Yeah, coming right. back from the end. Because remember, like in the Matrix, the when the version, Oracle died, and then they got the version. new more. They got the other Oracle in the Matrix, and uh, those movies didn't make any sense. Let's not compare anything, an actual movie, to the Matrix. If Robert Downey Jr. died, there would be a moment, a lot of debate with people going, "We can't replace him." But he's also see that's different too because that character has had his time to shine. They just finally made Black Panther, and then he died, which is my argument for recasting. Like that character is an important character to a lot of people and to Marvel and everything. And it's just like, you can't just let the death of an actor be bigger than the character itself. That's yeah, I think so. Like when, will when will, when will uh, somebody say, okay, I'll try it. I, I'll try to, t- you know, take on this recasting of an iconic role. Don't worry. By next year, Don Cheadle will be T'Challa and we won't have anything <laughs> to worry about. Right. And Terrence Howard will be back. Yeah. As, Terrence uh, Howard as will be Skillmonger. Was it uh, <laughs> Don Cheadle's <laughs> nickname amongst the rat, uh, the um, Ocean's Eleven crew is Hotel Rwanda uh, <laughs> because he got nominated for the oh, um, Oscar for it. So they just start calling him Mr. Hotel Rwanda. So, he was great in that. Yeah, yeah. Was, that was hilarious. Um, All right. Well, yeah. what's next with these kids? Okay. Well, I got one thing to say first, actually. So, well, the one. Well, you know what? Let's get into ratings. Uh, what do we rate? Oh, we have, we didn't rate Black Panther yet. You're right. We didn't rate Black Panther. Uh, I'm gonna give this um eight. Mm. Oh, eight. Sorry, eighty-five. Eighty-five. <laughs> um, I'll give it an eight point one. Stop me because he's on prices right. All right, Devin. I'm gonna give it a no. Yeah, see? 8.5. Yeah, 8.5. see? Thank you. <laughs> I almost gave it a 9, but then I stopped myself, and here's why. So, one, I love the tallow cans, everything they did with them. I love that they turn blue just when they're out of the water, and then they go back in the water, and they turn back to their normal skin color. I found that very interesting, because in the comics, they're just blue. Yeah, they're so blue they're... under the water, too, right? Yeah. yeah. But I like that whole thing. It's just their curse. That's the curse that forced them into the water in the first place. Right. Um, so I found that very interesting. All the lore, all the Aztec lore, I thought was beautiful. But the one, and I loved uh, Atuma. He was really cool. And Namora, they were cool. I loved the singing. It makes people jump off. Yeah, yeah the, the siren thing. Yeah. yeah, the siren thing was cool because that's a nod to history and myth and stuff too. Um, but the one thing that disappointed me in this movie, and so the thing I was looking so forward to, is there was no satisfying battle for me. I, I wanted Wakanda versus Talokan, and instead you just get a little bit of that on a boat. Yeah, it was, that was a bit underwhelming. I, I wanted, I, I wanted the like something like I was. It could have been like a battle we've had in the MCU is the Battle of Wakanda in Infinity. I feel like it could have still been a naval had. battle, but I feel like it could have been like a fleet of Wakandan ships, and it could have been grander. You know, they would have they would have got smoked. That. They would have got smoked in the water. Um, yeah, I like the battle between um, Namor and um, 
Shuri. I thought that was, I, I, I felt like they gave both of them enough to have a satisfying conclusion of a stalemate. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. I, I did not like Shuri as a character. Right? At all. I she didn't really do she she was the weak point in this movie for me as well. Right? Ramonda was and amazing. I cried four times at this at the theater, and all because of Ramonda. But at the end of the movie, I actually cared about the character's journey, which I didn't think was gonna yeah. be really possible. So they did a lot of work in terms of investing me in the character. Mbaku, I love Mbaku. <laughs> me too, man. He is the best. <laughs> he becomes the king at the end. The the acting ruler of Wakanda currently, yes. Yeah. Right? Um I I I like the fact that it was Killmonger that was there. Yeah, that was good. Jury having to to deal with that uh, coming and to vengeance. grips because because they didn't have a lot to do in the in the first movie with each other, like they didn't have a lot of like any a lot of dialogue or scenes, right? Well, they had a Just fight. A they had fight. Fight. they had a big fight. Yeah, yeah, they had a fight. fight. But yeah. but they were cousins. But they didn't get a lot of chance to actually just sit there and talk about. We never morality. got her opinion about what was happening. Yeah, she was True. just there to be comic relief from time to time and to bust. Um, and to have like the solution or the tech, the tech, or yeah. Whatever. yeah. Whereas this time we actually we know more about the character themselves, herself, which is great, right? That they can like upgrade her character where we can actually care, and therefore once we care about the character, we can care about how they interact with other people when it gets to a grander scale, right? right? What is her? What is the relationship going to be when it's um, her and Bucky? Does she have a relationship with Bucky? Well, maybe. Here's my question: Was she the right pick? Was Shuri the pick uh, of the characters that after Chadwick Boseman yes. dies? You yes, know, that's how it goes in the comics. They could, they, they could have get the uh, gr- what's the girlfriend's name or the one who had the Nakia. Nakia. They could have they could have picked her too. I think she's no. the other she's the other pick. Or she's, even she's already a war dog and she doesn't like Wakanda really. She doesn't right. really want to be there. I think they they could have picked her or Mbaku even could have been the next Black Panther, right? And so those people are all they all have their own concerns. Yeah, Shuri's the one who can commit to Wakanda. Shuri's the one that makes the most sense, right? Correct. Yeah. So, uh, so to answer your question, Dave, when I first started the movie, right, in terms of this, the movie itself, where, where I'm left, where I'm starting from, I would say no. The movie did a great enough job to make me change my mind to say yes. And that's a successful movie. Because I think if Chadwick Boseman hadn't died, I feel like, I feel like his version of Black Panther and T'Challa, and I think like probably uh doctor strange uh would have been like the new leaders of this avengers like you know the post um end game avengers era but now that he's gone and like there's i don't know like it feels like is it, isn't that be, kind of exciting I, that is not like, worrisome it feels like i don't know are we gonna be able to do the snap here i don't know like it's uh it's right the, the world is in disarray Right? How will our heroes come together and win the day? We don't know. Who will step up? Like, will it be uh, Captain America Falcon? Who knows? It could Maybe. be Miss Marvel. Uh, not Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. Will it be right? Groot? 
<laughs> one memorable Marvel moment in this movie I wanted to talk about. And for Ooh. me, it brought a tear to my eye. And that was the scene between Ramonda and Okoye when she's stripping her of her rank and oh yeah that That was a little mean man powerful oh i was that was very powerful and she's just like but it's all i have i I would lose too much if i lost that she's just like i am the queen of the most powerful nation on earth and my whole family is dead she's just like like haven't i given enough like when do like yeah man it just shows you how like even like all the power in the world and like nothing can save you from the same things that yeah. tragedy all, you know? being struck yeah and look Oko- okoye made her bed she promised she, she promised did. right big mistake big mistake right? i got and my black she... panther socks on yeah like it was that that i felt bad i felt like it made sure, uh, it, it showed the it should it showed the, the pettiness on uh on Queen Rwanda or whatever. It wasn't pettiness. I don't think it was petty at it all. Was no, no. Oak, it's what, yeah. Oh, Okoye that, was great come on. Okoye didn't. She endangered the that. princess when she knew there was a fish man after her. Well, the fish man. You go after the fish man. You, the way you you gotta, you, is hilarious. It's, uh, <laughs> Shuri makes her own decisions too. And like, so I think. No, it, Shuri does not make her own decisions. The queen. Said that she can't. Sure, he's the new Black Panther, guys. You can't have a both no, ways. No, she wasn't She's... at that time. He <laughs> said no. Okoye vouched and said that she would protect her. She wasn't protected. She was taken and has left Wakanda in such a vulnerable state. There had no. to be repercussions. No, otherwise, no. otherwise, you could just like, well, the queen's just gonna let it slide next time. I, I, not I go it. against it. I'm not Dave. buying it. She was, she Dave's was petty. No. All right, let's let's move on to the last one here because I still get a surprise for you guys, and we're running a little. We'll get we'll get Sorry. this in under three hours. I, I blame Murph. Uh, I blame Murph. Murph, he threw us off. Guardians of the Galaxy. Wild, uh, All yeah, right, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Here's where I get to go nuts. So I'll let you guys talk first. Jamil, what was yes. the story about? Peter Quill is in a yes. by Jamil. Peter Quill is in a rut. And the Guardians have realized it, especially his um, newly revealed sister, right, uh, Mantis. And she's determined to get him the ultimate gift. So paired up with Drax, they head to Earth to grab the hero of all time, uh, Peter Quill's number one hero, and bring him back to um, help uh, Peter Quill truly enjoy Christmas and get the spirit and life back into his life. That's the synopsis. That's pretty fair. They need to get the legendary Kevin Bacon. Yes. I didn't put the Kevin Bacon part because once again, you leave little elements for <laughs> All right. the mystery. The well, mystery. Yeah. He was he was in one of my pictures here. So there's them Mantis and Drax running through the streets. There's a nice Christmas on nowhere. Very nice mm-hmm. set. Um there's uh, Gro- the Groot in a costume looked terrible. See, here's some, okay. I'm gonna go off. Here's my tangent. It's starting now. Um, <laughs> this movie switch, felt like they it. threw it together. In, oh, you're right. This isn't this ain't some up just by Jamil anymore. All right, Jamil has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> so this movie felt or yeah, movie. This counts as a movie. Um, you're not putting as a. It's a special. It's a made for TV special. No, no. The, these specials count as movies. Me and Murphy looked it up. That's how this werewolf by night got into hold up. They count as TV movies. Okay, TV movies. 
They're TV movies, made for TV movies. Like after school specials. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. So this thing, it felt like it was thrown together in 10 minutes. All the heart that the Guardians usually have, the, though there was some uh, like forced heart with like the Christmas present and him, Mantis, revealing he's her sister and that type of stuff at the end. But that was all forced. And like it didn't have that real heart that the Guardians really has. And I can't stand Drax. I don't want to hear one more sentence from him ever again. Everything he says, I predict Why, what, three what's lines wrong with before Drax? he says it. Everything he says is so obvious. It's like, of course, that's what Trax is about to say, because that's what, like, the obvious line to write that you erase later and put in a good line. They never did that. They just kept <laughs> all the stupid, obvious lines. Right. And that, and then they basically made Mantis a Drax character. So this whole thing was just two very obvious characters saying very obvious things. Like, I, I got Tiffany to watch this with me because I told her it was getting great reviews and it should be good. And we both just sat there dead-faced the entire time because it was so boring. The music was bad. The heart was forced. The humor was non-existent because it was just all cliche bullshit. Like, I want this elf man. That's not funny. Like, it's like, this was friggin' Oh, here's perfect analogy for you, fellas. This was friggin' Big Bang Theory-level humor. Where it's not even a joke. It's just saying, let's watch Star Wars. And then the laugh track comes on. Ah, ha, ha, they said Star Wars and they're supposed to be nerds. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Like, right. that's that's what this was. This whole movie was just this. It was garbage. I hate it. It may get a zero from me. Like, I don't even know. I hate it. It, it was <laughs> no, no. unwatchable. Just crap. Like, it looked thrown together. You could tell James Gunn is checked out. This has me incredibly worried for, let me go to what's next. This has incredibly, incredibly worried for Guardians 3 because I think James Gunn is checked out. Like he's, and not just on Marvel because he got hired for DC. I think he's going to, I mean, DC's already tanked, but he's going to tank it as well. Like he's done. He's checked out, man. I, I think he's, I don't think he's checked out. I think he was checked out of this. I think oh, he was, was more, nothing. he's like, I have Guardians 3. Wait, you want me to do a Christmas special? I guess. <laughs> I feel like this was it's, his idea. It's like napkin. And it's like, okay, here's the story. Is that good enough, Kevin? Kevin's like, I'm busy <laughs> counting money. <laughs> and he's uh -huh. like, okay, I'll just make this thing. Right? I didn't and like what? Kevin Bacon. Nothing. This is nothing. This is a nothing burger sandwich. I, I I I liked this uh, movie. Uh, I thought the conclusion of Kevin Bacon was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Drax and Mantis in particular. Oh my god! <laughs> every single point, every single point you made. Uh, oh it was. Oh my god! Uh, we're getting we're getting the genetic test done. <laughs> yeah, we well at the end of the day we are like what two or three percent DNA, but ninety seven percent not. So um, it's yeah. It there I I really enjoyed. I think it could have been better. I feel like there was there was chance. Erasing one stupid obvious line and replacing it with actual writing would have made yeah, this better. But, but that, they didn't that wasn't that even necessarily once. irritating me. Uh, oh I wasn't necessarily feeling that, uh, but I liked, um, I thought like, I thought the songs were good. I really, I've listened to the two songs, the one at the beginning and the one at the end they are on my Christmas playlist. Now I've listened to them maybe, oh uh, dozens of times now I have a couple, well, actually one of them I run. It's really, uh, rain, 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 dear, dear, oh dear, 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 you know, it's really good. Uh, you guys should check it out. Download it on your iTunes. <laughs> get the rankings. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, do I'll, do I'll do my takeaways after the rankings. Okay. 
I'm going. I'm going nine, guys. Uh, oh my god, Davin. <laughs> That's your highest ranking of the night. Is the Guardians oh of the Galaxy by a mile? Okay. Wow. Uh, Moon, I gave it eight wow. and a half to. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, my wow. my rankings. I'm going to give it a a six. It's going to six. Uh, Davin, you turn it to zero. Are you sticking with that? I'll give it a one. Yeah. One. A couple of the sets were nice. Even they seem thrown together, actually. Yeah, I, I did like to see that Mantis actually fight. It was the first time we actually saw her mm. physically fight. Um, the music. When I first Terrible. heard the opening, I'm like, wait, is that the Bare Naked Ladies? No, right? it's the old just, 97s. Just busking for, like, change, right? They just seem so mm. down on their, like, like do they not care anymore and it's like oh it's a different band i'm like oh okay so it isn't like the bare naked ladies having a bad day this might be the best that this this group does which is even yeah, sad the bare naked ladies are actually good yes <laughs> I, I agree uh, i just oh um, can can, uh, can uh, just before i forget guys can i just point out that werewolf by night was directed by michael giancino who is like yeah. the, the the composer of the score of Star Trek 2009, amongst other things, Star Trek Prodigy's theme song, and a bunch of other things. Oh, Avenger, Avengers movies. He does the score for that. Oh, too. yeah, it's the score for yeah. the Avengers, too. Hey, very good. Yeah. yeah. Normally, you don't see uh, a composer uh, become a director. So it's. Uh, all right, let's get Jamil's thoughts. So, uh, sorry. On this train wreck. Kevin Bacon. I like Kevin Bacon. He just The legendary felt Kevin off. Bacon. He just felt he off. Was, like, my god, everyone did. Like it felt fake. It felt like they did a take and then it was like, yeah. ah, that's good enough. Let's go home. It, it, you know what it felt like? It felt like an SNL uh skit that just went yes. on way too long. Yes. Right? Perfect. And analogy. he's just kind of he's like And oh, SNL just, is usually not funny. I'm just jiving <laughs> with the jokes, you know, and just playing along. And I'm like, oh, an actor. Oh, oh, this is he, so... he didn't even seem like, like he was wait, acting. What? <laughs> like just like, hey, honey, I have some friends here that could just use a little help. Uh, remember what Christmas is. And like. I like, like Kevin Baker uh... as an actor. It just felt like he's like, okay, you got five hours with me. Let's get this done, okay? I don't think they had him for five hours. Oh my god, <laughs> an hour. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 no good. I don't care. I honestly yeah. I watched it. I'm never gonna watch it again. Me neither. Guys, trying this to is forget it. Your werewolf by night. This is this is this is my werewolf by night. Of the ones we talked about tonight, we tied Moon Knight and She Hulk were our favorites. Uh, oh, oh and werewolf, of and course. Werewolf by night was by far our favorite. Uh, actually, okay. I'm sorry, but after that, it was uh, Moon Knight and She Hulk. And uh, oh, right, yeah. Well, one, one bit of negativity here, fellas, before I have my special surprise for you and we end the show after a little time. Biggest letdown of 2022. Ooh. Uh, well, according according to us, it was I Am Groot. It doesn't have to be a, uh, uh, a series. Like, no one, you didn't have your anticipation up for Groot, so I doubt it's the biggest letdown. You know what I mean? What was the oh, biggest yeah. letdown of the MCU this year? Thor. Yeah. Okay. Really? Me in too. general, hundred uh, percent. My two favorite storylines were butchered in front of my eyes. I still haven't quite recovered. Thor was a big disappointment. Um, and I don't big, hate it because there were some things, but biggest letdown in twenty twenty two for me 
Um, I'm usually even keel with even stuff that I don't like. So even though I didn't like Thor, I can live with it. Um, my biggest disappointment is um, next year's slate is my biggest it's not the biggest letdown of 2022 that was a cop-out answer your answers better be ready or better than this for the rest of the show Demil. all right here we go okay it's time Welcome to the first prestigious Mary Mater Marvel Awards 2022. Ooh, this is very uh, yeah. I'm glad I have more uh, formal black here, you know. So yeah, it took us almost three hours to get here, but the reason everyone's here, we're finally here. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna give out some. I don't know what the awards are called. Mateys. I thought they looked like a little surf. The mateys. They could be called surfies. I don't know. The we'll Mateys Raiders. We'll call them. <laughs> prestigies um all right so first one biggest surprise of 2022 werewolf by night will be my nomination i i you know what i think it is going be a to moment be. as well i no i think i think that on the on the slate, you saw it there, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. It surprised the hell to me, went beyond expectations. I think I, I'm on board with that. That's a great suggestion, Dave. For me, it was probably just Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. It'll never happen again, but it was funny that they did it for a, a, a few scenes. That was a funny yeah. surprise. I saw it. I didn't think they would. I wasn't surprised by it. I was... It's almost like you knew this could happen one day, and it did, you know? So it's like... Like, I, obviously, I could change that and make it my real surprise is I can't believe how bad that Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special was. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting more. Yeah. Best oh. battle fight of 2022. Oh. I never... See, well, I wanted it to be from Wakanda Forever, but it wasn't. Um, for me, it wasn't like it was a crazy big you know, fisticuffs or martial arts or anything like that. But I just love the fight between Amit and Kanju. We get, we got to see giant gods fight each other in the MCU now. And it was amazing. And I just love Kanju. So my nomination would be, uh, the fight between Dr. Strange and the other Dr. Strange from in like the, with the piano stuff, like where they're like throwing oh, yeah. music notes at yeah. each other. And that was like my, one of my highlights of that movie, even though overall I didn't like that movie. Uh, it, I think that was a, a really cool, um, battle fight, uh, that will stand out. I would say from the much beloved Dr. Strange movie, um dr strange oh. wong camertage no and america chavez oh. versus uh shuman gomora shuma Gomor oh shuma gorath shuma gorath yeah. yes i mm. thought that sequence was well put together um mm. and it featured a lot of uh like abilities that in new ways interesting ways it wasn't just the you know shields all the time uh, a lot of great stunt work from all parties involved. Wong looked like an absolute badass with the with the sword on the um, the string. It's like a variation of his uh, of of just the uh, uh, the ropes 
the mystical ropes that they use. We had a variety the of and bands of Cytorak. Yes, the we had different aspects of their abilities being presented. I thought that was a well thought out battle. Oh, very cool. The best humor of 2022. I'll go first on this one. For me, it was Madison, spelled with a Y, but not where that you think. <laughs> I I am not ashamed to admit I love Madison. She's hilarious. Wongers. Wongers. I want some yak milk. Uh, I think for me, it was probably in She-Hulk, where she's like, you know, sometimes I bang matt murdoch or whatever the hell she says like <laughs> sometimes like, i smash matt murdoch yeah sometimes i smash Hulk, bad guys we smash things we smash, things. I smash, we smash bad endings and sometimes matt murdoch ah. yeah yeah that was a funny moment like <laughs> i think it was, it was she hulk was really funny uh and i also think yeah, that right. moon knight at times was pretty funny too uh mm-hmm. you know uh, london I don't know why I said it like that london <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> my choice yeah. Is she Madison and Wong. Well, oh, yeah, Madison and Wongers. Yep. <laughs> Have you ever had uh you ever had uh, uh Manhattan Wongers? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, Madison's great. Runner and up. like there's a lot more to come with her because she sold her like sold to the devil for or like gave a devil or like a demon six drops of her blood to escape yeah. wherever Donnie Blaze sent her. So like <laughs> she's probably got Mephesto following her around now. Um, new rock stars people are just crafting new ideas as to how to connect her and Mephisto into any story yeah. going forward. <laughs> for sure. Best drama of 2022. For me, it was that oh. one I told you guys already, Ramonda and Okoye. That was the dramatic moment for me. I think for me, it was uh, Shuri at the end of Black Panther, where she's like on the beach there in Haiti, and she's just kind of like burning the clothes by the fire. I thought like that was a pretty oh, yeah. uh, quiet. Finally, they meet his son. Yeah, her, like it was kind of like everything we've been building to that mm-hmm. moment in the movie, and I thought that they uh, they did it really well um uh you know kind of stop and take a breath and uh and absorb it all and then they move you know moving on and things like that but it's good both excellent examples i did weep during the um the final sequence as you mentioned but nothing compares to that scene munching scene of angela bassett and okoye right that was that was brilliance that's that is award it's, oh, yeah. she's gonna win an award for it even she if should. it's a nomination it's fantastic best actress i've seen this year all right best costume character design of 2022 <sighs> um i'm i have might have two <laughs> one for the character design i'm cheating i like conchu he looks great but as far as costumes go they nailed Kamala's final costume. They nailed it. But, oh, God, they nailed Moon Knights, too, with, like, the mummy wraps and stuff. Yeah. There were some good costumes this year. Oh, but Jane Thor, too. Yeah. I, I thought they did a great um, job of also... If it was, like, a, a overall costume, they did a great job with Wakanda. But I have to say, I was always worried as to how the Miss Marvel costume would look. And that looks... Great. Not just comic accurate, 
it looks absolutely screen worthy. Like when I say screen worthy, I mean like it's amazing. It looks it pops. When people talk about Spider-Man's costume, Spider-Man's mm-hmm. costume isn't just good because oh, it looks kind of good, right? It is from every angle. Yeah. It looks breathtakingly awesome, right? When done well. I don't think it's that this good. This is done well. like it, it's, it's, it's convinced me it's it's Kamala's costume. That's my pick. This wouldn't even it. be my top 3. Uh like I oh, would well. say I'd say like I think Thor actually think Thor Crims Chris Hemsworth's uh one yeah like there it is like I think that was really strong in this movie uh compared to some of his that other one's ones. a bit much that's a bit much on that too one. much gold yeah I don't know I liked it it was it's it was epaulets yeah you should see this was four epaulets um and I also thought that I, I I like the Shuri Black Panther version of it's just you know it's not it's not much of an update uh. I thought that the uh, the Iron what's her Iron Heart or whatever uh, oh, Iron Heart sure yeah, yeah. yeah hers was yeah. Uh, um and Moon Knight was really cool I agree like Moon Knight himself he, both versions were yeah, neat and very and Mister Knight yeah just kind of really interesting and compelling and I think definitely um I, I, I more, to the point where I'm like this character needs to stay around I think like the look of a character is huge like how much you believe in that character you know in comic arts it freaking is um, yeah. so do we have picks there who'd you pick Dave me and Jamil picked Kamala no I'd have to go with Moon Knight okay which one this one yeah yeah that which one looks good. great like it's they've never really good. done mummy raps in the that's new like that's yeah. that's it makes sense to the character like some things they come up with, and it's like, oh, that's so obvious. They should have come up with that before. But like, yeah. it's also the eyes, just that's... how they glow, like how they glow oh, yeah. on the on the actor before the raps come over, and it really the transitions really convincing. Yeah. So it's very cool. Uh, best comic adaptation of 2022 for me, it's got to be She Hulk. That's a crazy tone comic to oh. have to adapt, and they I, did. It. I was going to say Morbius, but I think you might convince me for She Hulk. <laughs> Morbius, get out of here, Jamil. <laughs> Cheeky uh, bugger. It is She-Hulk for me. Uh, I know it's going to be tougher for Dave. I don't know if I have a favorite, guys. Like, or best. Uh, I, I can skip that one. Yeah. I'm kind of neutral on this one. Best hero of 2022. Ooh. I'm going to go with Kamala. Are you going with Madison or Wongers? Wongers. He shows Wongers. up in a lot of things. That's but he fair. never But he never feels like dull. Right? I'm mm. I, I like he, and he feels different from it isn't just like Samuel Jackson showing up in things. He feels different. Right? But I'm still engaged with his interactions with people. Um plus once again, I look back to that that fight sequence that he had in um, Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I'm I'm high on Wong, so yeah, Team Wong's Wongers. Good. You're not gonna like it. Hey. You're, you're not gonna like it. But <laughs> my 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 best hero of 2022 was Mantis. What? Because <laughs> she what saved Christmas from Kevin Bacon? Like, she saved Christmas with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Best Dave. villain of 2022. <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave for that last. Pick. Dave, 
I'm the villain of 2022 because yeah, I like Mantis and I like the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special oh, or holiday special or whatever it's called. So uh, um... for best villain, I'm gonna give it to Namor. I like what they're doing with him. So I'm like they're only gonna do more different kind of villain. Yeah. Well, they all were this year. Like I'm trying to think back, but for, yeah, yeah, you never really got a con- like. She Hulk. She Hulk didn't really have I mean, a good villain. Ethan uh, Hawk was a villain, straight up. He was the, yeah, like he the was. big villain of the season. Yeah, Ethan Hawke's, uh and I guess in Doctor Strange, I think I think that Wanda was a villain for sure. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I, but I didn't like that. I didn't like what they did with her. Gore so was thinking. very good. Gore is a yes. fine. Thing. I think Christian yeah. Bale gave everything to that role, and he deserves um, some recognition for it, even though it didn't really work uh, at the end of the day. Within that movie, doesn't work, but it's not really because of him. So I could yeah. give it. I, to could, him. I could. I'll go with Gore as well. He's in a I different. I picked Gore. He's in a different I'll movie than this. everybody else, and Taika Waititi clearly uh, couldn't. Too him sour. In. Yeah, I like the movie he was acting in. Yeah. Yeah, best cameo of 2022. Oh, uh, Profax. I'm going to give this one to Daredevil. Oh, really? Profax. Oh, crap. Damn. Damn. A little Damn. bit of X. Give me a little bit of Damn. X. All right, yeah. Let's yeah like it was, we we got to do the Illuminati. Yeah. Professor X. That's the one. To have him come out. And then Daredevil she snaps his neck, guys. It's terrible. It's also. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy, yeah. But it's it was just... like. Absolutely. That was Professor X. You got the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. He nailed it. He nailed but, the character. And they're like, and he's dead. Like, I was just like, what? Like, Everyone died. Yeah. So. A supporting performance of 2022. Supporting. Um. Drax, uh, stop it! Get out of here! Get out of here! Now you're just purposely antagonizing people. No, it wouldn't be that. Uh, I don't know. Does Ethan? Oh, it's got to be. Does is Ramonda a lead role or a supporting role? She was Ramonda is a supporting role, I believe. Yeah, then it's her. She's the best one of the series. There's either year. If I had actress and actor. It would be Angela Bassett for actress, <laughs> and I would put um, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Garcia Bernal or, or him. Yeah, I would or put Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac as best supporting. Well, no, he gets you can you get him in here. He's the no, lead. No, he he played a lead and a supporting. Yeah, I, 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 nah, I don't I buy Stephen, that. They're the I same put guy. Stephen as lead, and I put Marcus no. supporting. Um, Rejected. I, 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 I might be able to do a bite on that, Jamil. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say that. Best lead performance. I, I think that Oscar Isaac deserves some recognition for what he did with yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I'm going to. Okay, if I can't have it yeah, that way, then I'm, I'm going to pick it. him as well. All right. uh, I think Ethan Hawke is good in that show, too. Like He was you know, good. He was uh, good. You know, it's kind of. It feels like it was a long time ago we watched that, but. I think Star 22 is Iman Vellani. She's yeah, a friggin' superstar. A but a also, Gail Garcia Bernal came out of nowhere. Who's that? In uh, He's got to play Jack uh, in uh, Werewolf by Night. He's yeah. Werewolf by Night. Oh, yeah, that guy's great, too. And he's a known actor. He was in Motorcycle Diaries and a bunch of yeah. things. But like, I just didn't see him in this as this character ever coming out. And that just 
What about that America Chavez lady? Uh, She's fine. We'll see. She's fine, but she's no, she's no Ramon. Best TV show of 2022. (laughs) Severance. Um, But if it's not Severance. Marvel. (laughs) Moon Knight. Um, It's Moon Knight. I'm going Miss Marvel. Uh, I'm picking She-Hulk. The the shows were strong. Crap, She-Hulk. What were my rankings higher on, Miss Marvel or She-Hulk? Okay, so you gave She-Hulk nine points. yeah, you gave She-Hulk a nine and a half, and you, you gave Ms. Marvel a nine and a half, so you tied on It doesn't help me. <laughs> you right. gotta make a choice. Um, and you gave Moon Knight an eight and a half, so you definitely liked it less. Uh, so I already argued against that point. I'll, I'll have to go... Crap. I'm gonna have to go She-Hulk, just because I like the characters yeah. better. Yeah. But uh, Ms. Marvel was great. Um, Dave... Did you pick? Oh, you did. You picked Moon Knight. I say Moon Knight. Best movie of 2022. For me, it's uh, Wakanda Forever. Remember, (laughs) the holiday special counts as a movie, Dave. Werewolf by Night. Then it was the holiday special. Oh, Lord. Oh, Oh, wait. Werewolf by Night. Oh, right. You're right. Werewolf Werewolf by Night. night. I forgot it counted. It's Werewolf by Night. Yeah, Yeah, Werewolf by Night. Holiday special. And the last one in the MMMA. Let me just. Remind everyone again of our sweet uh, intro that we have. Very good. Um, very good. Golf very, clap. Very, the very last one. Interesting. The best ending of 2022. Uh, best ending I would give to Black Panther. Yeah, I, I've never, there was no no other thing that I was so emotionally wrapped up in. When the the credits look, I had tears flowing during a Rihanna song, and I hate Rihanna. <laughs> That's yeah, the power. It was a Rihanna song. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll agree, but also because of the extra tag they added with Namor at the end too, that counts as part of the yeah. end, and that's intriguing. Yeah. When I so, think of every yeah. other ending, I didn't particularly meh. At the end of mm. Thor with um, a Valhalla I was like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 Hercules, ah, oh, that's nice. Uh, Clea and Doctor Strange, ah, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, that that was the very first prestigious Mary Mater Marvel Awards 2022, everyone. Thank and you. And our review show, kicking off the MMMS, which will come back whenever Marvel has a new offering for us. Ant-Mania, Quantumania. Um, yeah, Ant-Mania. Is Quantumania. that the next Looking installment? That. That's the next one. Right. Looking forward to that. That'll be great. And then it goes so, into Secret Wars. And... Um, Armor Wars too. No, Secret Wars is far, far, far away. No, no, Secret Um, Wars is coming up, dude. No, man, Kang War comes first, and they're not even in the same year. No, dude, look it up. Look it up. (laughs) No, sorry, look it up. Sorry, Secret Invasion. There you go. That's a TV show. Yes, that's a TV. So Ant Mania, um, Ant Man, Quantum Mania, then Secret Invasion, and then um, looking forward to that. That's a great comic run. Little Secret Invasion is good story. Yep. All right. Well, you know what? I didn't even load up all the other shows in this network 
but we're okay, in we part just, of a network. Yeah. Oh, we, we could just switch the brand. Yeah, we could switch the brand. All right, you yeah, go it will it. change the brand look, but uh, <laughs> you guys <laughs> plug better than I do anyway. You're the United Federation of Podcasts here on the Super Mater Brothers uh, podcasting channel, which you know we talk about things like Survivor and Big Brother, but we've talked about shows like Westworld too. Um, you know, even though that's canceled. When's the next and, season uh, of Westworld reviews coming up? <laughs> never coming. Don't even think about it. Uh, but you want to hear our take on season three? Uh, you can check that out. Uh, the United Federation of Podcasts includes, of course, the KBBBL podcast, the Simpsons podcast, where Davin and Francis and Baker break through each episode. We just—I was on uh, actually this past Friday, right? Was I there? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Uh, I love how attentive general. Dave uh, Davin looks in that picture. Yeah, it looks like you're so you're so focused in. Yeah, Look, when Granny uh, starts talking Simpsons, I pay attention. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it was it was it was a question that came up earlier. Uh, you know, is there is there one coming up uh, this week, Davin? BBL? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, actually, I can't find it. Uh, what it'll be? It'll be the Bleeding Gums Murphy episode, the Moaning Lisa. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I always like yeah. that. The Jazz Man. Or the sax man. Get away from that jazz man. That's the best line in the whole episode. Yeah. When the jazz man testifies. Okay. Uh, there's also the Hold Up podcast with uh, Murphy and oh, Gavin every other Wednesday. I have to watch three movies tomorrow sometime. How before Jeez, that podcast? So. Well, uh, what, which three are you watching garbage. for tomorrow? The House Party, Animal House, and Shit House. Shit House looks terrible. <laughs> they all had to have House yeah, in the title. Was that the stipulation? No, they ought to be party movies. That just happened to also happen. Yeah. Okay. Shit house isn't a party movie. It's you a, always have parties in the house. Not. It's a tumor. It looks terrible. That's exciting. Good luck with that. <laughs> Graphics right. History Podcast with Andre yes. Mayette, uh, where he interviews all kinds of people in the graphic novels, but also in the movie business, including the cameraman mm-hmm. from The Shining and some other interesting Yeah, characters. Jeff Blythe. That was a great interview. I just listened to it. Actually. It was very interesting. That guy has some cool stories. So check that. that out. And you and Andre mm-hmm. also do the X-rated podcast, the X-Men the Animated Series. We were off this week to do this here show we're doing right now, but next week we'll be back. Oh yeah, I should I guess I should hit that little There you go. Yeah, we'll we'll be back with uh the two parter sanctuary. That's a fun one. Asteroid uh, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Hellbound podcast, Michael Chan, Alex Blackburn, Wednesdays, audio podcast. Sometimes it's Jessica Chan. They talk horror. They talk about the, the new horror movies and uh, old ones too, and different uh, the interview directors. You should check that one out. Trivial debates, an ongoing uh, battle where there's a host and three contestants. Uh, most recently, we had our Christmas edition. Uh, I was hosting, and we had Davin and uh, Max and Sterling competing. Uh, we talk about Christmas movies and TV shows and different songs and sports and different a whole bunch of different topics it was a lot of fun you should listen to that we got uh jameel robinson set to host the next one we'll have the questions ready soon yes we're gonna have our reality tv show theme we got josh foster coming in from this channel of course super mater brothers podcasting because we you know there was a lot of debate we have to have survivor versus big brother questions maybe amazing race sprinkled in there stuff like that so we'll see we'll see yeah, Jamil's got he's got the controls, so we'll see how that's gonna play out. Check out Trivial Debates, uh, Live Long in Podcast, our Star Trek theme channel where we talk about Star Trek all the time. We got different divisions, a command division, 
indicated by the red color where we talk about the TV shows, whether they be past ones like Star Trek Enterprise and Deep Space Nine or uh, current ones like Prodigy and Discovery and Strange New Worlds and Picard and all kinds of new other ones that come out. Lower Decks. There's so many new Star Trek shows. Our science division indicated by the blue color, which uh, has our our debates and our uh, trivia games and probes. And probes that go up different places. Our uh, our operations division in yellow, which uh, you know does Star Trek Radio Theater, um, including uh, most recently we did Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier. Davin played Cybok. I played McCoy. Uh, Jamil played uh, Scotty. Someone supposedly, he had the yeah. lines of Scotty. He, he was he was he was maybe from Scotland. We're not sure. Uh, and, Jamil, you were doing an accent of some kind. I can't yeah, what part of Scotland did, is that from? Uh, South Central Sweden. Yeah. Uh, and our locutors a track, of course, where they talk about the longer questions. Our our pirate radio uh, in live long and podcast yeah. uh, different topics, of course. It's a bit nuts uh, over there. Yeah. So I think that's all of them, right? If, if I if I yeah. Didn't yeah. I don't any? think you missed anything. Oh, I'm going right. to switch brands back to the other brand. Good idea. And I'm going to launch us out of here, fellas. Thanks for joining me for this three hours of reminiscences. There's no one else I'd rather do it with. Than you. No, this was good. I'm glad it was. Uh, it was. It was maybe easier and better than just trying to do ten different podcasts about each of these. So uh, it worked out well. And that Groot episode and put you on the fantastic. spot too often. <laughs> Anyone else wants anything um, synopsis by Jamil Branded, you can contact us at uh, United Federation of Podcasts, and uh, we'll make that happen for you. Gmail.com. Uh, Jamil Branded everything. Not at Jamil.com, at Gmail.com. Yeah, I no longer have that. <laughs> you should get the Jamil.com um, URL if you haven't already. Kind of hard. Kind of hard. Oh, all right. All right, we can't end this with a survivor background, so there we go. All right. All right. L- later, everybody. Peace. Enjoy Enjoy 2023, yeah. MCU. Happy New Year Happy to year. come. Lots on the horizon. Yeah.